This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, September 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning monarch in British history, has died. She was 96 years old. The Queen died peacefully at Balmoral in this, af- uh, this afternoon. Buckingham Palace said in a statement Thursday afternoon, the King and the Queen Consort will remain uh, there this evening and will return to London tomorrow. The Queen is preceded in death by her husband uh, of more than in 70 years, Prince Philip, who died on April 9th of t- 2021 at the age of 99. Queen Elizabeth is survived by her three sons, Prince Princes Charles, Andrew, and Edward, one daughter, Princess Anne. Prince William and Harry are among her eight grandchildren, and she had a dozen great-grandchildren. Her eldest son, Prince uh, Charles, uh, sorry, Charles, the Prince of Wales, succeeded her, will uh, succeed her as king. His wife, Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, is expected to become queen consort, a title that Queen Elizabeth requested at the time of her platform. Jubilee. There was a, uh, I mean, obviously they had it waiting, but ABC had a special last night that was, uh, I think, like two hours long, but it was excellent. And yeah. it showed so much, um, you know, footage. And we're all fans of the series The Crown. It's fantastic. And it is fantastic. And and to get some insight, I think a lot of people, I mean, I've lived in a world with her as, yeah. you know, queen. Forever. To say king is going to be strange. Yeah. Uh, but um, the early years and what was thrust upon her. Uh, and that particular period is so amazing. I don't know how someone's head didn't just twist off because of all the demands placed on her immediately. But it, what, what an incredible life. Yeah. Unbelievable. Charles's eldest son, Prince William, is now heir to the throne. The Queen was hospitalized in uh, late October of 21 for what Buckingham Palace described as preliminary investigations. After a one-night hospital, hospital stay, the Queen returned home to Windsor Castle, where she resumed her work, the palace said at the time. A few weeks later, on November 14th, the Queen missed an annual Remembrance Sunday service after she sprained her back. In February of 2022, the Queen tested positive for COVID, but had only mild cold-like symptoms. Two months later, in April, the Queen celebrated her her 96th birthday in June, the Queen celebrated her Platinum Jubilee, marking 70 years on the throne. She attended just three events during her four-day celebration due to what Buckingham Palace described as at the time as some discomfort. Uh, now, Philadelphia has a special connection to the Queen thanks to a July 6, 1976 visit. She came to the city to celebrate America's Bicentennial and kicked off a six-day trip around the country. Uh, the visit made her the first sitting monarch to visit Philadelphia. Uh, the trip was her second time in the United States after a 19. 59 visit to Chicago. The Queen spent the day in Philadelphia where she was serenaded by the Mummers, had a bell mishap, and spoke with then Mayor Frank Rizzo. Didn't she cut the ribbon at the Purple Orchid? Was that uh, oh, God, stop. She was at the official uh, opening oh, of that. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth came to the throne in 1952. A Pennsylvania man drowned on Thursday afternoon while swimming in the ocean off of Ocean City, New Jersey. City officials identified the victim as 56-year-old Sean Riley of Thornhurst. Riley was in the water at an unprotected beach on 12th Street around 12 p.m. City officials say Riley's 21-year-old son attempted to help his father, but then he also ran into trouble. Three lifeguards entered the water and brought the two men to the beach. Riley was pronounced dead. The condition of the man's son is not immediately known. Uh, Ocean City Beach Patrol always reminds swimmers to only go into 
into the water if there is a lifeguard present. Uh, and they wanted to uh, put out that the following beaches will be guarded from Tuesday, uh, September 6th through Sunday, September 11th. And that's St. Charles Beach on Saturday and Sunday only. 8th and 9th Street beaches. And then 10th, 11th, 12th, and 34th Street beaches will be guarded Saturday and Sunday only. And then they're going to, I mean, they stop at some point yeah. guarding those. And, and I assume it's like mid-September or something like that. I was reading this morning. There may have been like rip conditions. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, at, you know, now visiting the beach uh, in the summertime, like I, I do go out into the water, but I, 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 you know, I like to have a boogie board or something like that. Sure. Some yeah, kind of, a flotation device. You know, or, yeah. or, if I'm, I, I, you know, I'll go up to like yeah. chest deep or something right, like right, that right. without something. But if I'm going to go swim, swim in the ocean, I like to have something that floats. You know it's what I mean? Not unwise. Yeah, because yeah. it, it can come out of nowhere. No, absolutely. Yeah. And it's scary. You know, like they once they realize what's happening. Because at first, I think they a lot of times they don't understand what's happening or they they don't realize it yet. The and swimmer. Then, yeah, the yeah. swimmer. And then once they realize is when they start to panic. Yeah. And then well, that's you were. You trained as a lifeguard, and 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 that's both you guys, right? A, a pool not lifeguard. a be- not yeah. a beach right. lifeguard, but still, it's the same thing. You would, you know, dealing with someone who's panicking yeah. oh, it right. is a shocking thing. Yeah, and there's techniques for yeah. the person who's coming to rescue them right. when they start to panic and grab onto you because right. they'll take you both under. So yeah. there's techniques to get them off of you, and yeah, yeah it's uh, it's scary, terrible. Yep. Parkland School District is officially shutting down Friday for a second day as officials race to find out who is threatening Orfield Middle School. A message came through the Safe to Say system Wednesday night threatening the health and safety uh, and welfare of students and staff. Despite working throughout Wednesday night, South Whitehall Township police couldn't pinpoint the origin, which fo- forced them uh, forced the school district to close Orfield Middle School. Uh, an email from Superintendent Dr. Mark Madsen explained that because the school bus parking garage is near the middle school, the district wouldn't be able to provide transportation. Therefore, all schools in the district were closed on Thursday. School officials confirmed schools will be closed again today with classes going virtual. In an email Thursday night, the superintendent said, this is a frustrating time for everyone. We will continue to work with law enforcement to make the best decision for the safety of our school community. The FBI, Pennsylvania State Police, and Upper Mukunji Police Department are assisting South Whitehall Township Police in the investigation. In sports this morning... The Phillies lost to the Miami Marlins, falling 6-5 last night at the ballpark. Reese Hoskins' two-base error allowed Miami to tie the game in the ninth inning, and Brian Anderson followed with an RBI single that sent the Marlins to the win and ended their nine-game losing streak. What the f***? The Phillies open up a weekend series against the Washington Nationals tonight. Noah Syndergaard will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. The NFL began its 103rd season last night as the Buffalo Bills cruised to an easy win over the Rams in Los Angeles. Josh Allen passed for 297 yards. Von Miller had two of Buffalo's seven sacks, and the Bills spoiled the Rams' Super Bowl banner-raising party on the NFL's opening night with a 31-10 win. And the Eagles open up their season this weekend with Jalen Hurts at quarterback and the addition of A.J. Brown 
down at wide receiver. Brown topped 1,000 yards in 2019 and 2020 and was on place to do so again last year before being limited to 13 games. In three seasons with the Titans, he averaged almost 62 catches, nearly 1,000 yards, and eight touchdowns. He has a sign in his locker that reads, Always Open. Kickoff for the Birds against the Lions in Detroit will be at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, we have to do this or things will go terribly wrong this morning because yes. this is how we start and officially open our Fridays. Hello, Preston. Hello, Steve. Hello, Casey. How do you say hello? Hello, Kathy. Hello, Nick. Hello, Marissa. How do you say hello? Hello, MMR. Hello to the listeners. Hello, everybody. How do you say hello? Hello, Steve. <laughs> hello, everybody. And then Jose comes <laughs> right. in. Hello. How old is that Jose recording? It's, My gosh. It goes back Y100. to Y100. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. When, it's when Jose, who was, <laughs> those who may not know the, the entire lore of the Preston and Steve show, uh, was our uh, maintenance guy and uh, when we were in uh, Conchhocken. And um, he started his own... Uh, online cleaning service. Yes, he had he had a website, and that's when you went to the website. Yeah. I think there was a hello, message. Hello, everybody. Say, hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he is the best. Yeah. yeah. Pierre played a clip yesterday from Nick the Hot Dog Man, and that clip must be thirty five years old at this point. And wow. now Jose, those clips are almost twenty years old, if not. Oh because Jose was two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah. You know, at at, at Y one hundred. Yeah. And I joined the show in two thousand four. But we're you know we're talking about two or three decades at this point. <laughs> the most smiling person you've <laughs> ever seen. Except, he's great. Except at his wedding. At his wedding. <laughs> oh my god! Didn't smile once. We went to his wedding. <laughs> he smiled one time. He's, he's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Straight face the whole time. But we they, couldn't believe it. But the whole I felt the whole family did. Like remember they. Yeah. Lined up for a picture. Yeah. It was we like old time photos. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the wife didn't, nobody smiled. Yeah. So maybe it's the uh, Zoya, Ecuadorian right? culture. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really sure, but nonetheless. <laughs> Zoila. 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 Yeah. Yeah. his wife. All right, Jose, we hope you're doing well, buddy. All right, we have uh, a bunch of things going on today, this Friday morning. Um, we are, obviously, we're going to talk about the passing of the Queen. That's going to be yes. a big part of what we do today. And so we've uh, called in uh, some friends to touch base about that. Joel and Leah, uh, who host a really cool YouTube channel about American culture and British culture and how the two come together and the differences and the likenesses and so on. They've been here to Philadelphia before. We've had them in the studio. We've talked to them. We actually hung out with them in London when we went there for uh, the Eagles game. So we're just going to get, you know... Uh, uh, some reaction from them, some people that we know live that live in London, and uh, and just talk a little bit about it's that. It's huge, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just huge. Uh, so we will chat with them in the seven o'clock hour, and uh, we got the birds uh, kicking off their season this weekend. So we're going to bring in our friend Tyrone Johnson from ninety-seven five, the Fanatic, our sister station. Cool. And uh, Ty- Tyrone's going to make a uh, special visit here this morning in the nine o'clock hour. So we'll talk about that today and. While we are ramping up for that, we got to have some chicken wings. We're uh, for, yeah. for a football game party. <laughs> so the Piccadilly Inn is stopping in for In Shamong, New Jersey. <laughs> and it's uh, apropos that it's from Shamong because we are in the SHs of ah, the back Shamong. <laughs> A to Z. In fact, mm. when we come back musically, we're going to do some shouting. Eventually, we're going to show you some things. And, Steve, we're going to get sick later on sick. in the program. 
and uh, follow along it's if you will. It's a good kind of sick. It's a good kind of sick. You'll be down with this. <laughs> uh, and uh, we're going to obviously do our Friday stuff. we got yes. lots of things to give away, your opportunity to win the Word of the Week prize, and more. So let's take a break. We will come back in just a moment, get the entertainment report, the super question, all of that stuff. Stay with us because we will not be gone long, friend. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Podcasts? Oh yeah, MMR's got them. There's the fun size and bizarre file editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. Listen, I have a lot to get to, but uh, I do want to cover this because somebody had said something to me about you one time in doing traffic, and and there's this kind of unprofessional pause that happens between <laughs> the traffic report and the sponsor. And I go, dude, it's not her fault. It's not, no, it's this system it's stupid that system. she that she uh, gathers the traffic information from, and then you have to switch pages. Yeah, so it's to not, get to the to the sponsor, right? Yeah, it's not actually the system that I'm using. It's the it's the computer and the way I have to switch pages on this computer. And there's no better way to do it no because okay because the traffic page and the sponsor page have to be pulled up as two separate pages so it's not like i'm looking at the traffic page and then can go directly to the to the sponsor page it's two separate pages so i have to switch so i can see it and read it you can tab i mean i guess i could print them out but like what a waste of paper can you can you tab it like steve said uh, a is, second tab. It is tabbed. But it oh. just takes that long? It takes that long oh. with this new computer to, to switch over. And then when she does the read, she has to, you have to validate almost in real time that you did the sponsorship, right? Right, correct. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, I know, I know, because they want to make like sure. The, the sponsors aren't available until the morning of. Okay. Well, there she you go. There's your, there's your rehearsing, Preston. But if, if it... If it if it makes for singing sponsorships, and I'm all for oh, it. It's all good. Aww. Yeah. All right, so we're going to ask a stupid question. We're going to give away a prize. I have a family four-pack of tickets for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair that we'll give away. And here's the question. What U.S. city is named for a Roman general famed for leaving his troops and retiring to his farm? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a weird question. Yeah. All right, what U.S. city is named for a Roman general Famed for leaving his troops and retiring to his farm. Let's see if you can find the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, it's Friday, September 9th. We'll mention some birthdays today while we wait for your answer. Uh, actress Michelle Williams has a birthday today. She is 42 We were just talking old. about her. Yeah. Uh, uh, her her uh, mystic, um, what is what is the... Uh... Manchester by the Sea. Manchester uh, by the Sea. I was yes. thinking of a Mystic uh, Mystic Pizza. Same, same movie. Uh, uh, same gravitas. Right. Yeah. Un- unofficial uh, sequel to Mystic Pizza. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the most powerful performances I've ever seen. I'm talking about Mystic Pizza. <laughs> right. Because when they run, Nick, you know that scene. I, I they run out of anchovies. I know. Man. You ever been to Mystic Pizza? I have. Me too. Is it at worth anything? Or it, is it just I love it. It's yeah. a, it's a Greek it's Greek style pizza, which I I've always uh, loved. I, I, I'm split on Mystic uh, because that's where I got horrendous chicken food poison one time. Uh, okay. However, the pizza was very good. <laughs> I well, should have stayed with the pizza. She was also in uh, Brokeback Mountain, My Week of Maryland, a bunch of stuff, actually. So she's 42 years but old she today. Was, Heath was, Ledger. She yeah. was with him when yeah. he died, right? No, not, not in the same room. Yeah. But... No, no, but I'm saying they were together. Yes, they were a okay. couple, yes. Uh, we also have actor Henry Thomas, who played Elliot in the movie E.T. Oh. And I, listen. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I found out something about him today. 
this morning, right before this break, that I did not know. Uh, and I saw his picture. I'm like, I recognize that guy. I'm like, oh, it's, it's Elliot from uh, E.T. He was also in Gangs of New York. Yeah. I didn't know that was him. E.T. was as well. Yeah. He played. No, he was yeah, he not. Was. <laughs> the butcher. <laughs> we'll cut you. I'll cut you from stem to stern. Uh, no, he plays uh, Leo's best friend mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. I didn't know it was the same guy. He's also just in. Just now. Uh, the Ouija, the, that horror movie, the sequel. He's, I didn't see he's it. working. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's 51 today. Uh, actor Hugh Grant is 62 years old Kathy, today. Kathy, you hate him because of his teeth, right? Uh, yes, I never... No, it wasn't his teeth. I think you know, it was... Jewel, the I, way he's got trusting jaw. I think it was the hooker situation yeah. that really... I was like, eh, I don't know about this guy. Okay. Uh, and then the teeth don't help. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Love Actually and uh, what's the Julia Roberts movie? Uh, oh, Notting Hill. Notting Hill, Hill. But yeah, yeah. But like these movies, I I loved all these Yeah, movies, they're great movies. So. Uh, he's, he's 62 today. Uh, the great Adam Sandler. <laughs> please, no gibberish tonight, please, I beg you. Sorry, Daddy. I have an important announcement to make. Oh, my God. Uh, he is uh, he's 56 today. By the way, I used to um, despise all that. Like that whole thing, yeah. uh, uh, and then I finally just like one Saturday, uh, you know, afternoon they had like a marathon. I'm like, all right, I'm on board. Uh, I get you. it. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine stayed at the same hotel as him, and you know, spent some time at the pool. And she said he like just kind of enters and exits with his family as like a normal person. Like there's no right. nothing ar- surrounding him. Yeah, incredibly loyal, incredibly regular guy, nice guy. Um, you know, his stand-up years ago used to be, you know, he's really funny. In fact, he did a stand-up special more recently. But, yeah, this, the, I can't think of anything bad to say about him. When he's not working, he seems like he's got that very quiet yeah. Uh, yeah. demeanor about him. Just kind of, hey, how you guys it doing? He keeps him level. That's yeah. why his, his dad, I think, was integral in making him that guy. Oh, really? Yeah, that's his dad actually is in the, in the Happy Madison Card or whatever they called it at the beginning of, of Happy Madison shows. That's his dad. The picture of the, the oh, okay. Guy. Yeah. okay. It's just funny to think that like you know he does that. He'll go you know to a hotel, stay, go to, out to the pool with his kids, and then there's other celebrities who like come with this enormous yes. entourage. entourage. They rent out the whole floor right. and all that stuff. Yeah, and he's as big as him. He's right. an A-lister. Yeah. Oh my god, Netflix loves him. He's 56 today. Uh, another A-lister, Tom Wopat of oh my uh, god. Dukes of Hazard, legend, Luke Duke. Uh, turned 71 years old. He's, he, he's been here before. He was cool. If you've never seen his Othello, you have. <laughs> 71 years old today. He did have a cool uh, little role in uh, Django Unchained. Yeah. You know, the, the, um, Tarantino likes to grab people like him and throw them in his movies. I love that. And I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, David A. Stewart, uh, musician, the Eurythmics, one half of the Eurythmics, he and Annie Lennox. Worked with Petty on uh, Don't Come Around Here No More, right? Yeah, he's the... Um, did he work with him on that? Yeah. Is that him? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It. yeah. So he was, he's kind of a... He's a musician's musician. I mean, yes. as far as writing and production goes and all that stuff, yeah. I always love the Eurythmics. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's, he's, he produces a lot for people as well. Yeah, he's 70 years old today. All right, uh, Inez Fox has a birthday today. And the reason I bring up Inez Fox, Inez uh, is the singer of the song Mockingbird. Yeah! <laughs> Mock? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's... Mock, 
Is Inez uh, female? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a female name. Inez Fox. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Inez and Charlie Fox? Yes, her older brother. Okay, and they sang that song together? Yes. All right, there you go. I did not know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is Carly Simon and uh, yeah. Taylor, James Taylor. James Taylor. Yeah. 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 Right, so, uh, and if that mocking yeah. I'm a carryover from an old story. <laughs> Mock. Yeah. Yeah. Florp. Glank. Florp. Glank. 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 Uh, Florp. Glank. Glank. Florp. Glank. <laughs> I think I know what the stupid question is going to be. Hope you're paying attention. Florb. Blank. Kathy, hang on a second. No, Kathy, is that funny? No, because uh, no, I'm thinking about something that I want to tell you guys, and I'm debating on whether or not to tell you. Oh, please. oh yeah, please. <laughs> Don't debate. Go ahead. Uh, no, I hate Carly Simon. <laughs> her her mouth, right? No, no, no. It is the dumbest reason. It doesn't even make sense, and it's really not Carly Simon that I hate. There was a girl when I was in maybe middle school um, that would come to my house all of the time, like unannounced, like not invited. I and like that. I didn't like her at all and she would climb on our kitchen counters and go through because we had like cabinets up top she would go through all the cabinets and pull out the snacks and eat them and like my mom would come home and be like what happened to our kitchen who was here she was like a tornado and she was very um rough like she was almost like a, like a dude and so she would like so how old was this <laughs> probably, at the time i think i was sixth grade when oh, okay I knew her. all right anyway. i'm wondering if she's like you know in college where does no. carly simon come into all this her name was carly uh, uh, and so like wow, anytime man. i hear Car- carly simon i'm like Ugh. carly's like, catching all the bad it's not her you don't yeah. mean carly simon wow okay interesting story <laughs> uh inez fox is 80 and then the last birthday uh eric stone street modern family cameron hilarious unbelievable uh funny i i, I hope they revisit that notion of giving those two their own spinoff series yeah so funny uh he's 51 years old today. i already forget the uh calm response what was it again uh floor blank okay <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> That's it. You got. You may have to write that down. Yeah. I don't know. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. What U.S. city is named for a Roman general famed for leaving his troops after retiring to his farm? And we will go to uh, Marina for the answer. Hey, Marina, good morning. Oh, my God, good morning. <laughs> good morning. I'm so excited that you're excited. All right, Marina, what city are we talking about? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh. That's correct. All right, Marina, you ever been to the Renaissance Fair before? Oh, wild. It's been a while. All right, you love it. You're going now, so you're good to go. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. We're going to give you a family four-pack. <laughs> Tickets for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair, valid any weekend in September. And you can get ready to live the excitement and adventure of jousting nights and royal delights with colorfully costumed villagers and merrymakers ready to make your visit an unforgettable experience. Tickets and info at parenfair.com. i got to get back to the uh, Renaissance Fair. I've always yeah, loved it. I would like to do that this year. I would like yeah. to do that this month. I'm going to try and uh, grab some uh, tickets and go do that if I can. All right, so obviously the big news, the passing of Queen Elizabeth, and there are several tributes, uh, one of them being Helen Mirren, yeah. who won an Oscar for her portrayal as Queen Elizabeth. Which is a great movie, by oh, the way. fantastic, it's and she is amazing in that Unbelievable. 
Um, the actress uh, had said to Deadline, I'm mourning along with the rest of my country the passing of a great queen, and I'm proud uh, to call myself of the Elizabethan age. If there was a definition of nobility, Elizabeth Windsor embodied it. Uh, Julie Andrews also issued a statement in honor of the late queen, writing, It feels as though we lost a friend, a dedicated monarch who inspired all of us with her love, wisdom, and grace. May we honor her by holding the standards she set for herself and her nation. Also, from the world of music, uh, the royalty in that realm paid tribute, uh, and a lot of it came from the Beatles in, in different ways. So Paul McCartney had said, God bless Queen Elizabeth II. May she rest in peace along with the king. Ringo Starr said, God bless Queen Elizabeth. Peace and love to all the family. Peace and love, Ringo. Julian Lennon uh, stated, rest in peace. Uh, Yoko Ono and Sean Lennon said, we would like to send our deepest sympathy to the royal family following of her passing. Um, a strong and powerful woman whose 70-year reign was served with in, in, uh, integrity, dignity, grace, and compassion. We love Yoko and Sean. Uh, and the Beatles' uh, official, uh, I guess, uh, social media, social media? Yeah. Uh, posted, Thank you, ma'am, with love and gratitude from all at Apple. Uh, the Rolling Stones, as a group, uh, posted a statement uh, that said they extend their deepest sympathy to the royal family on her, the, the death of Her Majesty. Uh, who was a uh, constant presence in their lives, as is countless other, as in countless others. Mick Jagger himself said, "For my whole life, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has always been there. In my childhood, I can recall watching her wedding highlights on TV. I remember her as a beautiful young lady to the much <clears throat> beloved grandmother of the nation. My deepest sympathies are with the royal family." Elton John had stated, "Along with the rest of the nation, I'm deeply saddened to hear the news of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth's passing." She was an inspiring presence to be around and led the country through some of our greatest and darkest moments with grace, decency, and genuine caring warmth. Queen Elizabeth has been a huge part of my life from my childhood to this day, and I will miss her dearly. And I'm sure he had encountered her many, oh many times. Oh, my God, over the yeah, years. yeah. <clears throat> but I'll just mention and not read all of the tributes, but Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Duran Duran, Annie Lennox, John Bon Jovi, Brian Adams, Joe Elliott. Uh, a bunch of people are, you know, paying tribute. Sharon Osbourne wrote a beautiful... Um, Did she? Thing. Yeah, and, you know, she just adores, apparently, the, the royal family and, and had a, a good relationship. Love the queen, basically. Uh, speaking of uh, the royal family, Netflix as the crown will likely stop production on season six. Uh, for now, sources close to the series, uh, creator Peter Morgan confirmed to Variety that the hit drama about the queen's reign will take a pause. Uh, the Monarch's Death comes ahead of Season 5 of the Netflix series, which is set to premiere in November and feature a new cast, including Imelda Staunton as Queen <clears throat> Elizabeth. So I haven't seen any, um, uh, I'm sure that they're out there, statements from the people who have portrayed sure. her, like Olivia Coleman, and, right, right. Uh, and so on. As far as the series goes, if you have not seen it, you don't want to take on that many years of, of um, a TV series. Those first um, two, I agree. two years are... Phenomenal yeah. and so informative. Um, you know, obviously you cannot know what transpired behind a closed door and right. so on and so forth. Right. So there's that. But historically speaking, an insight into what you have put on your lap. I mean, yeah. there, one, there's a scene, you know, uh, where she's she's just processing it. She's on a plane waiting to leave onto the runway. And, and now, every, how do I leave? Yeah. Do I leave before my husband? Right. Well, you know, all no, of this I, stuff is... It starts to hit her like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm the show now. Yes. I'm like, 
I'm the one that they turn to, and you know, not and and it's not filled with. Well, I get to do this. Yeah, I get to do this. Ooh, I get no, a monorail. No, it's yeah. I have to do this, and I have to act this way. Sure, yeah. It's it's an interesting look at, at the family, and it's it's a very very well done series. If you haven't seen that yet, well. Uh, slightly outshadowed uh, by that passing, uh, Bernard Shaw, CNN's chief anchor of the last two decades and a pioneering black broadcast journalist, best remembered for calmly reporting the beginning of the Gulf War in 1991 as missiles flew around him in Baghdad, has passed away as well. He was 82 years old. He essentially was the face of CNN. Yeah, for a long time. He was at the very beginning. Yeah. Yep. Um, he died of pneumonia on Wednesday at a hospital in Washington. Uh, he was at CNN for 20 years. He was known for remaining cool under pressure. Top-level anchor. Absolutely. Shaw said in a 2000 interview, in all the years preparing to be uh, being anchor, uh, one of the things I strove for was to be able to control my emotions in the midst of a hell-breaking loose. And I personally feel that I passed my stringent test for that in Baghdad. An impressive uh, career. Prior to this, he worked as the San Diego Chicken. I didn't yeah, know yeah. that he did what? that. Yeah. little fun fact no about Bernard way. Shaw. No. Uh, he was a former U.S. Marine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worked as a reporter at CBS and ABC News before taking on uh, the chief anchor role at CNN when the network began in 1980. Uh, he left the business at age 61. And in an interview, he uh, he said that despite everything he did in journalism... Because of all the things he missed with his family while working, he said, I don't think it was worth it. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It so he, he, reg- <laughs> he just regrets not spending more time with his family, which is um, you know sad to hear, but I'm sure he made up for it in the later years. There was a fictional portrayal of him interviewing uh, Saddam Hussein in, in a movie, and I'm trying to remember which movie it was, but um, it, the confluence of events that had to happen in the build-up to the war. It was after Iraq had invaded uh, Kuwait, and um, Bernard Shaw got to sit down with Saddam and and talk to him about why this happened. It was really fascinating looking to, like, world history, and here is this anchor from America interviewing Saddam Hussein. Yeah. All right, I have some uh, lighter fare uh, to go through. Olivia Wilde denied leaving Jason Sudeikis for Harry Styles in the latest issue of Vanity Fair. Uh, The Don't Worry Darling director told the outlet, uh, the the complete horse s idea that I left Jason for Harry is completely inaccurate. Our relationship was over long before I met Harry. Nothing like, over. Like any relationship that ends, if it doesn't end overnight, nothing is over. So uh, she also sla- you're better than that. <laughs> she also slammed the baseless rumors of a rift between her and the film star Florence Pugh. Oh this my is, God! There's so much drama around this. Uh, she said, Florence is one of the most in-demand actresses in the universe. She's on the set of Dune. I gather that some people expect for her to be engaging more on social media. I didn't hire her to post. I hired her to act. She fulfilled every single expectation I had of her. That's all that matters to me. And she said, uh, Florence's performance in this film is astounding. It's just baffling to me that the media would rather focus on baseless rumors and gossip, thereby overshadowing her profound talent. She deserves more than that. She's better than that. Yeah. You're better than that. You're better than that. And uh, does the movie, as does the movie, and everyone who worked so hard. Listen on it. to the to the uh, to the tone of a of a young Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is over. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is over. You're better than that. You're better than that. Mm-hmm. Press, did you watch Midsummer yet? Oh yeah. Okay. I told you about it. Yep. I can't, I can't remember. I told you about it because yeah. most of the time she has a face like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And right. I can't. It, it's she has this really funky, sad. That movie is like twelve levels of effed up. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I just thought it's it. Not for everyone. I thought it was going to be like a throwaway um, horror film. It is disturbing. It's as weird. Hell, it's, man. Yeah, and it's, you know. 
there's like a quarter of a million times, Casey, we talked about it where you're like, just leave. Just go. Just go. Just go. Yeah, go now. Just leave. Just go. It got weird enough. Yeah. You can leave go. now. And but, then it just, oh my God, yeah. it's messed up. It's weird to have a horror movie, essentially, in broad daylight. Yeah, the that's entire true time. Too. Yeah, that's true, too. But uh, the, the, the most horrifying thing is the is the uh, sex scene that takes place uh, with some wrinkly people. Anyway, I don't want to give too much of it away. Uh, but if you haven't seen Midsummer yeah. and uh, you don't mind being disturbed, uh, watch the movie. I, I waited till my family was out of town. Oh yeah, and uh, and I watched it because I knew that it would be that type of movie. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, moving on to some other things. Uh, Angelina Jolie is responsible. It turns out for tipping off the paparazzi about her budding relationship with Brad Pitt back in 2005. Uh huh. According to Rolling Stone magazine, founder Jan Wenner's uh, upcoming memoir, Like a Rolling Stone, Jolie told an Us Weekly photographer that the couple was staying at a resort on the coast of Africa. She even gave specific details on their daily walks and how they could secretly snag a picture of them. Uh, Wenner wrote in an excerpt published by Page Six, we got the photo, we got the proof, we had the worldwide scoop, the debut of Brangelina, and the tipster was Angelina. So at this point in time, they're working on this Mr. and Mrs. Smith movie, right? Yes. And he is with Jennifer Aniston at this point. Yes. 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 He so, was still married to her. So that, to me, is a real calc... If this is true, that is a... It's slimy all over the place, but yeah. it's also a real slimy calculation on her part. I agree. Yeah. And, and very non... What we have uh, come to know as yeah, Angelina Jolie. As a worldly Jolie. known good woman. Worldly known good woman. <laughs> uh, yes. So, yeah, that's kind of strange. I wonder yeah. if she will comment on that. That's a slap now. in the face to hey, Jennifer Anderson. Yeah, I agree. Shia LaBeouf uh, revealed to the Hollywood Reporter Thursday that his mother passed away last month. She was 80 years old. Uh, according to the Transformer star uh, Sena Sadie, I think is how you say it, spell or pronounce her name. S A Y N A. Sena. Okay. Uh, died of heart failure in a Los Angeles hospital. Uh, the actor who was with her when she passed said her greatest gift to me was to promote in her dying the nece- the necessity of a relationship with God. Not an interest, not just a belief, but a relationship built on proof as tangible as a hug. Her last, her last. <laughs> He's telling you to go ahead and die. That's a, that's him doing. I'm giving that. you permission. Do it. Um, just. Do it! Her last gift to me was the ultimate persuasion for faith. She was a good girl, he said. So. I remember, I, Nick, I know you were a fan of Project Greenlight. Oh, I loved it. And I think the first season was a Shia LaBeouf yeah. movie, was it not? He was a young... Yep. Uh, the Battle for of Shaker Heights. That's exactly it. Right. Yeah, and, and listen, I, you know, everybody's flawed, and I know Shia LaBeouf has a lot of flaws, but there's something about... I, I root for the guy. I, I want him to like get better. And, I do. I, I do as well. But like, really? he's yeah. good. He's good in a couple of things. But he has visited all his misery on himself. He has. But I've I've seen interviews with him where he like. Yeah, I know he's introspective. I know that he knows he has these faults. Um, and he's clearly messed up. I mean, he you know he he has some some demons. Uh, but there's something about the way that I feel about the guy that I can't like make him a villain. You know what? Okay, so I, I'm not a big fan of his, and I don't really care for him that much. But the way you're stating that now kind of reminds me of. Have you guys watched the John McEnroe uh, documentary? Yeah, yet? sure. Yeah, yeah. Kind of similar to that. Yeah. Like this guy is he's he's got real issues that are <laughs> inside. Yes. Yeah. And and even though he comes off harsh and mean, and yeah, you deserve some of the crap you get. You also go, man, I wish you could reel it in. I wish I wish you could fix yourself. You know what I mean? And, and they all have to do. These guys have to do those things very publicly. They have to do it yeah. in the public eye, and and we get to sit here and judge them. And so I don't know. I mean, maybe. 
uh, Shia LaBeouf deserves to be judged harshly, but uh, I'm, I'm still I'm still rooting for him. I don't know if he does because it's uh, it, more of a mental thing that he didn't. Yeah. So, uh, li- listen, some of it he has a choice over, and then some of it he doesn't. Just do it. Also, you know, glass houses. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Are uh, hard to sell on Zillow. Yeah. I just remember that <laughs> there was a video of a guy who was riding a motorcycle at a camera mounted on I his love helmet, it. and he pulls up. And you see, you know, his point of view, he's yeah. looking forward. And he just turned his head to the left. And sitting in the car next to him is Shia LaBeouf, like, staring him down with evil eyes. Yeah. And it's just very surreal. Yeah. I think there was an explanation for that. I can't remember exactly well, what it was. I think it was, it was probably he thought the guy was following him yeah, with yeah. a camera. And you know what I mean? Uh, and he was probably okay. pissed off about that. He probably, Even though the guy's just joyriding and... A lot documenting his ride. A lot of motorcycle guys will do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think he thought that the guy was <laughs> chasing him down or paparazzi or something like that. We were watching the video yeah. in the studio now, and at some point he turns his head, and you just see Shia LaBeouf with an evil stare <laughs> and his arm hanging out the window like, I'll kick your ass if I need to. Uh, by the way, uh, Shia LaBeouf played John McEnroe. In that what? Mo- yeah, in the movie uh, Borg versus Macron. Do you ever see that? Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. No. It's, it's a, um, it uh, talks about their rivalry and how heated it was. And, uh, yeah, so it's an interesting That's point perfect that- casting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know? All right, well, moving on. Um, there was another. Uh, okay, I Move will, on. Shy. Thank you. There was another <laughs> passing. Uh, comedian, actor, writer, and producer David A. Arnold uh, yeah. passed away on Wednesday. Uh, his family issued a statement confirming his death. Uh, it was uh, due to natural causes, they said. That's kind of young for natural causes, right? 54-year-old, yeah. maybe had a heart attack, I'm not sure. But yeah. he was. Um, he had a couple of Netflix comedy specials. He was a writer and producer on Fuller House as well. And uh, the creator of Nickelodeon's show, That Girl Lele. So sad news that 54 years old mm. passes away. Uh, good news for <clears throat> the Handmaid's Tale fans. Uh, the Emmy-winning show has been renewed for a sixth and final season ahead of a new spinoff series. Okay, so is it at the point in the story where it, it needs to wrap up? Oh, yes. Okay. Very much so. All right. I, I think they could wrap it up this season. Oh, okay. Personally. All right. I mean, there's there's still a lot of loose ends to tie up, but it's kind of getting to the point where, all right, let's, let's get some resolution here. Uh, yeah. So the news of season six announced by the Hollywood Reporter comes a week before the show's season five debut on September 14th. Uh, Bruce Miller, the creator and showrunner, said it's been very, very, very luxurious time that I've had to think about what happens at the end of this story and exactly how we'd like to get. Uh, how we'd like to get there as a company. Now, the spinoff, which I'm intrigued by. I understand they bring in Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be. Another one? He shows up and he's <laughs> he's Come against on. Gilead. Uh, but uh, he's, it's set to air on Hulu and continues the adaptation of Margaret Atwood's tale. Uh, and it's called. Oh, <laughs> Can't help it. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. It's called the they, Testaments. He should be their Metro Goldwyn Mayor Lion, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. And every well, when you, when you sign into yeah. the uh, to the Hello. app, it says that. <laughs> uh, anyhow, it will still center uh, within the Gilead universe. Miller said, "I've been thinking about uh, the end of the story since I read The Handmaid's Tale. The first time, it's one of those books that." When you finish reading it, all you think about is the end. But it's unclear if Elizabeth Moss will star in the Testaments, though her character June Osborne is a part of the story, but not central to it. You know, uh, you know what she's really good in? The uh, Invisible Man. Man. Mm-hmm. Have yeah, you seen that yet? I did not, and I heard it was great. Oh, she's really, really good because she she approaches the conundrum that she's in in a smart way. She okay. tries everything. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh. 
Uh, they have announced the full lineup of celebrities for season 31 of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. 31. Kathy, when was the last time you actively watched the series? You know what? I stopped watching. You're a fan. I was. I think that Brooke Burke was still in the back with the contestants. Okay. When I, okay. Was the last time I actually watched. So here is uh, here are the contestants. Uh, TikTok star Charlie Diamelli, Diamiello. Okay. They, all right. Yes. And her reality star mom Heidi will be joined by Selma Blair, uh, Shangela of RuPaul's Drag Race. Wayne Brady is going to be on the show. Oh, wow. That's where his career is. Yeah. Uh, Teresa Judice from Real Housewives. Oh, my God. Steve, Cheryl Ladd. Oh, I love Cheryl Ladd. Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. Yeah. yeah. You know, they say five head. I think Teresa Judice has a, has a three head. Wait, who? Uh, Teresa Judice. Up to the left. She's from, from Real Housewives of New Jersey. Has a... All right, so you have a forehead, and then when you have a giant forehead, it's a five head. I think she has a three head. (laughs) So there's a a very little distance between her eyebrows and her hairline. Because she she does have so much hair. (laughs) Uh, Also joining the cast will be Daniel Durant, who played uh, the brother in the movie Coda. Uh, so oh. he's deaf. I, I, have they had deaf? They yes, have. they have. They that's have. right. My I good friend had is... Heather Mills, and she remember her legs were blown off on yeah, a landmine yeah. accident. Uh, my good friend is deaf, and and uh, I went to high school with her, and she's a dancer, and she okay. would she would dance to the the feeling, the, the rhythm, the, the rhythm, rhythm of the night. Okay, to the beat of the rhythm of the night, Steve. Right. That's right. Also on board is Jordan Sparks, who is an American Idol contestant. Vinny Guadagnino oh from uh, Jersey God. Shore. I liked Vinny. Vinny was a, he, he was the good one. But dude. Think, look at the look at stars. I look know. at how liberal. They use the word stars. <laughs> Bachelorette Gabby Windy will be on. Uh, Jason Lewis was on Sex in the City. Jesse James Decker, a country singer. Uh, Trevor Donovan from 90210. And Bono. Uh, Sam Champion of GMA of Good Morning America. Oh, my, the weather guy? Uh, Joseph Baina, a fitness model, and Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Oh, okay. Will be on. So. so he's really getting into the Arnold realm. He's well, they're running out of celebrities. That's the deal, man. They have to dig. Soon they just have this. the clothing of celebrities. <laughs> so fitness models, do you just need to have a good body? Can, it doesn't really matter what you You don't have to be in like. shape, obviously. <laughs> no, no. Like... Because I'm looking at his face. <sighs> Never mind. I Actually, wanna, he's so he is judge. the son that she that Arnold had with his maid. I, I know that. Right. So, but he is he is very actively getting into a bodybuilding. I think Casey is focusing on the word model. Okay, yeah. so uh, you're wondering if you can have a butterface and be a uh, absolutely and be yeah, a fitness I feel like model. Most, uh, it's about their body. A lot of models can have a oh, lot please. of fitness models are like that. Okay, yeah. sure. It's okay. It is okay. All right. All right um, just checking. Yeah. I just hear the word model, and I'm like, ah, and then I saw his face. And when I hear model, I think of uh, of uh, model glue and building models as a kid. So yeah. Like, yeah. All right. A um, simpler time. Let's, uh, there's movies opening this week. Oh, so, yeah. That's exciting. It is. <laughs> We'll start with uh, Pinocchio opening this weekend. Family Adventure with Tom Hanks, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Cynthia Erivo. Erivo? Erivo, I love her. 
Uh, the beloved tale of a wooden puppet who embarks on a thrilling adventure to become a real boy. If you don't know it by now, you really need to get out more. <laughs> uh, running time is two hours, two minutes. Rated PG. Streaming today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 31. Oh, no way. It's, yeah. out, it's out already. Jay started watching yes. it yesterday. It's streaming, yeah. And then, now, this is it's interesting, too, because there is a another um, uh, a Netflix a movie that is from... Um, God, one of my favorite directors uh, of all. Boz Lerman. No, no, no. Uh, Pacific Rim and uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, no, I don't know. Don't. Oh, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. So he's doing a more a more classic version of the Pinocchio story. There's like five live-action Pinocchios out right now. By the so way. Is, is but... this the one with Tom Hanks? Yes. 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 Okay. Uh, they're, do, they're doing this thing now where they have the music, the, the animated, then they have the stage, then they have the live. Like They keep turning this stuff over, and at a certain point, you've done it right already. Yeah. <laughs> Give us some you new know? content. Yeah. All right, also opening this weekend is House of Darkness, a horror mystery film starring Justin Long, Kate Bosworth, Gia Corvatin. Uh, driving home to her secluded estate after meeting at a local bar, a player out to score thinks his beautiful, mysterious date will be another casual hookup. Uh, while getting acquainted, their flirtation turns playful, sexy, and sinister. Hoping, <coughs> excuse me, to get lucky, his luck may have just run out. Ooh. Hour and 29 minutes long. Rated R. Uh, released in theaters today. Streaming on the 13th. Rotten Tomatoes score with a 58%, by the way. All right, let's get to the clips. All right, I almost hit the burp <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> All right, so Justin Long, we're going to... Open with him, leaves his acting comfort zone to play a creepy Airbnb host and barbarian. And here he talks about why he said yes to playing such a terrifying character. Here we go. He does really despicable things. And so I, I thought, well, can I, can I connect with it enough to find some humanity? I didn't want to play him that way. I didn't want to play him like a bad guy. But um, I just love this story. I loved, I just want, I, truthfully, I would have wanted to do any part uh, um, in the movie, but it just so happened to be a great. Uh, Barbarian (laughs) opens in theaters today. Next clip. With Cobra Kai entering its fifth season, Ralph Macchio is blown away by how the first Karate Kid has stood the test of time and how part three does not hold the same magic. But in this clip, Daniel-san does admit how the last movie is still paying big dividends. It's amazing with Terry Silver and Chosen and and uh, all these characters coming back in the Cobra Kai series and how they are enhanced and the stories are enhanced and the actors are, are bringing such great depth to these roles that uh, never say never, you never know, man. It's been a thrill. You know, I didn't I didn't care about the third movie right. at all, but the way that they have weaved it into this series is fantastic. It makes it more, more uh, important, uh, yeah. Totally. Uh, and I cannot wait to start watching the show again. <laughs> Season 5 of Cobra Kai is streaming Netflix today. Do you want to video I sent you? I'm sorry, Steve. No, no, I was just saying. Uh, go ahead, Nick. Uh, I sent you a video from uh, Screen Crush. Uh, everything you need to know before watching season five, ah. because uh, it, I get confused. Yeah. And, and there's five seasons of it. I forget which characters are which and who's fighting at the current time. So right. if you get a chance, watch it because it's a really good recap before <laughs> watching, diving into season five. They do the soap opera thing where <clears throat> loyalties and relationships yeah. weave in and out and people have, uh, 
you know, they 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 uh, they uh, when they hated each other, they they now form bonds, right, yeah. and it's hard to remember who's friends with who exactly, <laughs> and who's on what team, and all that stuff. So yes, I am going to watch that recap before diving back in. All this. the ways this series could have died out, mm-hmm. and um, it's thriving. It yep. started on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. YouTube. So. It did that yeah. first season. That's yeah. where I first watched it. All right, uh, that's your entertainment report uh, for today, friend. All right, we are going to take a break. We're continuing the back to school A to Z. Uh, we are in the S's right now. We're going to do some good stuff throughout the course of our show this morning. Uh, also, we've got to cover some of the Queen passing. And yes. when we come back, we're going to talk to Joel and Leah, our Brit correspondents who have been here in our studio before. Yes. And we've spent time with them in London as well. Uh, we're going to chat with them a little bit about all of this. And uh, we've got a bunch of other things to get to, too. So uh, and the pick of Lillian is uh, just arriving. They're firing up the chicken wings for us. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Obviously, a lot of uh, discussion going on about the Queen passing uh, yesterday. And uh, this email, uh, Nick, you got this and sent this to me. Uh, I'm going to read this before we welcome our guests on. It says, uh, hey, self-appointed President Steve, royal correspondent here, Scottish listener. And uh, this is uh, from uh, Ian. Ian, thank you. I, can't, yeah. I don't see his name on here anywhere, but you remember he called us one time. Yeah, right. Uh, very, very thick accent. Yeah, he said, don't worry, I won't call in. I sounded boring as F, and, <laughs> and no bugger could understand me the last time. Anyway, uh, deeply saddened by the death of Her Royal Highness, Queen Elizabeth II, I served as part of a royal guard at Balmoral and was in a pony platoon where we were in charge of two ponies in each beat, which he calls the deer stalking area, the beat. And the Queen's guests would come and stalk deer, and we would bring them off the hill with the ponies. Uh, in the small amount of dealings I had with her, she was very polite and knew everything about all the ponies from each beat. Uh, you would be walking about outside the leader area at Balmoral, and all of a sudden, the corgis would appear, <laughs> and there she was. Mm. Instant panic, thinking, salute, bow, curtsy. Uh, we all had to go to a ball with the Queen, so for two weeks before it, you had 30 hairy arsed Scottish squatties learning Scottish country dancing, and yep, one of them was the Gay Gordons. And I spilled port on my mess uniform in the interval at the ball, so I had to hide in the electrician shed. Uh, They treated us well. I never heard one squatty complain about her, and squatties are some of the best in the business at that. My wee claim to fame is I had a pint with her, and she had a gin and tonic. Amazing. God save the queen, long live the king, and that's from Ian. So I thought that was nice. And then he goes, P.S., at 1 hour, 41 minutes, and 26 seconds on Thursday's podcast, someone, either Kathy or Casey, makes the best noise ever on the show. <laughs> and I don't know what that we is. We have to hunt that down then. But we're going to have to take a look at that. Marissa, it was at, uh, she's, Marissa's asking, yeah. 1 hour, this is on Thursday's podcast, 1 hour and 41 minutes and 26 seconds. One forty-one twenty-six. So see if you can nail that down. Um so with the passing of the Queen, uh, we obviously we're going to talk about it today, but we wanted to reach out uh, to uh, some people who might be able to, 
you know, speak directly from London. Give a more thorough perspective. And I hate that we're talking to these guys on this occasion because yeah. we love them to death. They were here in Philadelphia last year. But they're perfect for this if you stop and think yeah, about it because yeah. they're, they're a conduit. Yep, and uh, they have a great uh, YouTube channel where they cover uh, uh, American culture, British culture, and the the, 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 differ- the differences and, and the... Uh, the so likenesses and all that stuff. So uh, we have Joel and Leah who are yeah. on with us this morning from hey guys. London. Morning, guys. It's nice to see you again. We're doing this via Zoom, by the way. Uh, but thank you guys for joining us. And and we thought we would we touch base because obviously this is a huge, huge story. Uh, you know, internationally, and uh, but more specifically for Londoners and and you know anyone in the United Kingdom. What's what's the the feeling uh, today after all this news came down yesterday? I think it's just one of shock, really, because we all knew that she was getting older, but it feels like it's just happened very, very quickly. There was no sort of warning for it. So waking up this morning, I've been to the gym and been to the grocery store, and everyone just seems a bit bit down, a bit solemn, really, and lots of people wearing black as well. It's interesting because we don't have uh, here... Um, we obviously have presidents and we have people that have affected the country and that the, the, the in general people hold in reverence. But there's nothing like the queen, like Queen Elizabeth, especially the, the her reign, where that basically all my life. And when you hear Mick Jagger, you know, saying for all his life, she was there, that that is a relationship, you know, that is is hard to wrap your mind around this persistent um, you know, uh, almost parental figure that you always felt, I guess, had your back. And, and that's the ex- what we're hearing from a lot of, of um, uh, you know, British uh, personalities. Uh, it's that is that a familial sense. And you guys feel it as well? hundred percent. I mean, she was like the constant force throughout our whole lives. We've only ever known our queen as our queen. We've never even said the words like our king it's yeah. so alien to us that we've now got a king and yeah she's just been there for forever and so my parents our grandparents like you were saying no one's really known anything other than the queen so that's why it just feels so it just feels very deep it feels like she was she had this constant like aura of eternity around her like she'd never go right right i think we always we all knew she was getting old and especially when she um, you know, recently we've had a new prime minister. So usually the queen would speak to the prime minister in London, but the prime minister flew up to um, Balmoral to meet the queen. So there was sort of like news in the media about, you know, oh, the queen's very unwell. Like it's very unlikely that the prime minister would meet the queen up in Scotland. So then, you know, it's just all happened really, really quickly. And it's right. just, just so shocking. I feel like today especially it has really hit. Obviously, uh, you know, a, a period of mourning is going to take place. But, um, you know, thinking ahead, um, uh, you know, growing up in, uh, with, with a monarchy um, and, and with this head of state there for so long, do you guys see the, maybe things changing a little bit with, uh, with, with the new guard coming in with, with, with the king and, and maybe, I, I don't know, changing things up a little bit? Or do we see staying the course? We don't know. It's it's hard to tell yeah. because it's all unknown for us, especially. But um, I think I was hearing this morning on the radio about Prince Charles has always been a little bit jokey. He pushes the boundaries a bit and everything. But even like in the past, he said he acknowledges that when he becomes king, that will have to he'll have to be a bit more straight laced than maybe he has been in the past. Mm. But I still think he's got 
you know, he's got a personality, he's an individual. So I think that he will implement some changes, um, but who knows what they might be. I mean, everyone's talking about the stripped down yes. monarchy. Mm. Um, I don't know what will happen with, if he'll change anything, especially to do with Harry and Meghan or not, I don't think he will, but we don't really know. Yeah, it's very interesting. They keep talking about this sort of slimmed down monarchy and we just don't really know what that means yet. But I think that you've got to hand it to her. Like the Queen did so, so well, especially through times where there's been like, it was almost like a death of leadership, hasn't there? Like not many people look up to like a, you know, a figure like that anymore. There's still a lot of us that do, but it's um, it is a different time, and she's remained like dutiful, very well liked, very well respected throughout everything. Through, you know, we've got all this cancel culture now. There's there's everything, and she's just done an amazing job at putting the country above herself and her family. So I I I don't know who will be able to step into those. It seems impossible. It seems impossible with with. I mean, it, there's again when you talk about a once. In a lifetime, once, you know, in a monarchy figure, I mean, she's, she was it. And I found it interesting because I was watching, uh, you know, a number of uh, uh, specials and things that popped up on the news that um, her appeal, well, this, she's clearly, or she clearly was favored by the older guard. That's not the case. Um, she, she, t- because I think of, because of the crown and movies and other things that have sort of, at least on this side of the Atlantic, um, have refueled and rekindled an understanding. And Preston and I were talking about the first two seasons of the of the of the Crown, and just I was aware of her, you know, historically speaking, as a as a young princess and all that, and all that she went through. I think that's positioned it for a lot of people to go, oh, and and even younger people to say, wow, you know, I'm I'm that age when when she became queen, and how would I have handled that? So do you guys sense that she is now more multi-general, perhaps, generational, I should say, in her appeal than she might have been 20 years ago? Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Joel? I think so. I think especially with COVID, it's been really difficult, obviously, over the last few years. And I know that whenever she would do, she did a really lovely, like, speech um, that was broadcast. And she's... I, I, that meant quite a lot to lots of people because it suddenly reinforced that actually this hits everyone. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, the fact that she was younger, she never asked to be, like, she never really expected to be queen, unlike Charles, who has always known that unless something happens to him, yeah. he will always become king. So I think that makes it quite relatable where that was sort of thrust upon her. Um, mm. And that, yeah, that sort of makes her more relatable to our generation. But I don't know. There are lots of people in the UK who also are anti-monarchists. But sure. I think the standout thing is that even people who are anti-the monarchy and anti-establishment, they all respect Queen Elizabeth mm. as a person and as someone who has represented our country and worked for our country since she ascended the throne. I was lucky enough to visit uh, Windsor Castle a few years ago. And um, when you go to a place like that and you see the historical value and, and what it means to the to the country, what it means really to the world because of its historical value, it, it leaves an impression on you. And um, I, I'm always curious to, from the British perspective, when the world turns its eyes back on your country, because that's what's happening yesterday and today, everybody really, I mean, worldwide focuses on your monarch. Uh, what does that feel like to have the world's attention back on your country again? Gosh, I mean, yeah, when you put it like that, she's arguably the most sort of famous woman in the world right now. Like, always ha- has been in, in our lifetime. Um, I, I don't think we've ever really thought about it 
about the world's eyes being on us. Um, I haven't really thought about that yeah. at all. Yeah. It is quite um, unknown. Like, obviously, it's unknown for us and for our parents' generation because we've never experienced a death of a monarch before. So, yeah, when when we've had lots of our viewers who are from the US asking us, what happens next? What about now? And we're like, (laughs) don't know. We're literally learning as much as you are through the media and through, uh, like, people talking about it. So, um, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. um, It'll be interesting to see how this all sort of happens over the next 10 days. I don't know if you guys are able to really answer this question because I don't know if you guys know who the queen really was as a person. But, you know, do your best to answer this question, uh, either of you guys or both of you guys. Um, Do you think or what do you think if the queen ever came to Philadelphia, what kind of cheese would she put on her cheesesteak? Oh, gosh. I reckon... I reckon she'd go for that really gross one you were telling us about. Oh, cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. You guys didn't take my recommendation. Hey, I, okay. I'd like, I'd like to point something out. They, they made a video in Philadelphia. They went, we sent him to, to Pat's and Gino's. Okay. And Joel doesn't like beef. So he had a little bit of, of a, a cheesesteak. And you know what he got instead? What? A meatball sandwich. <laughs> Joel, it's I'm made sorry. with beef. It's made with beef. I hate to tell you that a meatball sandwich is made with beef. <laughs> it's more palatable beef, I think. <laughs> ground beef. He likes ground beef. No, it's not a hamburger. It's a sloppy joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, have you yeah. guys, have you done any videos? Because I've seen tons of your videos, but obviously not all of them. You got loads and loads and loads of them on your YouTube channel. But have you have you covered the monarchy and explaining it to the uh, to Americans and, and people from other countries? Yeah, we've, yeah, we've done, done a few. few. Yeah, we've okay. done some commentary pieces. Um, like, what will they name the baby when, uh, I think it was when... Harry and Meghan first had their baby, or maybe it was Kate and Will's. Um, and we've done a little bit, I think we've done one explaining sort of the hierarchy in the monarchy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we uh, we haven't done a whole bunch, but we've done, yeah, a handful. I mean, just uh, try to explain why, uh, to Americans who wouldn't get it at all, why this family is as important as they are and is held in this regard and, and, and so on. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, people who grow up in, in a, a country that doesn't have... Uh, monarchs. Uh, it's a hard time to. Ra- it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around. Yeah. No. Sure. I mean, like for the, you know, speaking on like our opinions of the Queen and the huge role you know she had in this country. She was working twenty four seven. No privacy. She avoided controversy herself. And you know, for seventy years, that that takes a pretty amazing person to have been able to do that, remain like a very likable woman. And she's played a huge role in, you know, like the diplomatic relations to bring a lot of countries closer together at times, you know, when wars were more prevalent than they are now. And, you know, I understand that while she's had privilege, she's worked really, really hard. And we all have a lot of respect for her and we feel her death. You know, it's like... Someone you know, but you don't know. Right. Died. No, I com- that's what it yeah. feels like. Completely yeah. get it. Sure. It's, it's an astonishing, uh, as you as you said that, uh, and it's something that I um, I'm fascinated by. I mean, there's a, a genuine sense of of sadness. At least uh, there are so many people in the United States 
who are massive fans of uh, and invested in the royal family. And it was the queen herself. Queen Elizabeth was the flashpoint for all that, that, that the, the draw. And then the weddings and all the things that became part of our pop culture as well and became important to us. And so um, I'm, I'm just thinking, and you both you guys uh, referred to it, that sort of sense of comfort that, you know, even if it was just... Um, Perhaps performative, not the right word, but but that this person was always there with your interests in heart, you know, in mind, and that that's that's comforting, and that's something yeah. that I, you know, again, we, we I think look to and say, wow, it, it, that is kind of cool. And you say there, obviously, there are people who are, are opposed to the monarchy, and we get that. But as you said, the woman herself managed to slalom around all of that, and her legacy will be. Absolutely unimpeachable. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And we we haven't even mentioned the fact that they um the tourism it brings into the country. If we didn't have a monarchy, Gosh. I feel like we would lose our identity as a nation because I feel like ninety nine percent of the people that come to the UK they want to come to London, they want to see Buckingham Palace, they want to visit all the other royal palaces across the country. It's mm. a huge part of our national identity. So if we didn't have that, I don't know what we would have. So um. Yeah. I, I can understand why people don't like the monarchy and they think it's unfair, but for us, it's it's not a huge... I think it works out that... Uh, this was a few years ago. It worked out like 83 pence per year, so less than a dollar a year that each person pays in taxes to the royal family. So it's... it. On our account, we're happy to pay that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. 100%, yeah. I think, you know, to us, she was just one of the greatest things about being British. And so it it does not feel like it will ever be the same. Um, so, yeah, we're just so lucky that we've sort of lived these, you know, sort of 30 years having our queen, that whilst we've been alive and, you know, long live the king. Yes. So, yeah. so 70 years with a queen uh, as the uh, the head of the, the, the royal monarch, yeah. monarchy. And then, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the next three monarchs will all be kings, right? It's, it's Charles and then William and then George. Exactly. Um, wow. So unless anything happens to any one of those, then we'd have a queen with Queen Charlotte. Well, Princess Charlotte at the moment, but she would be queen. So it's very unlikely that we will ever have another queen in our lifetime. Well, look oh at the gosh. look at the bizarre look at the bizarre confluence of events that led to Queen Elizabeth. You know that things yeah. that no one could have ever seen. It's funny because people talk about oh the, the the controversy of of recent times. It's like no 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, been controversy throughout, and that's yeah. that's what makes what she was a part privy to and also um, part of so amazing. You know that this yeah. it, it really would behoove a lot of people uh, to check into the history because. It, it, there were some insane times in the royal family and things that went on. I mean, you know, if you go to the Tower of London, Preston, there's that picture of, I, I mean, you know, uh, a young queen meeting with Winston Churchill. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. 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 And she did it all with such, you know, grace, poise. That's uh, my fries are up. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, huge respect to her. All right. Well, listen, thank you, guys. We just wanted to get some perspective uh, directly there, and uh, we knew we could count on you guys so much. Um, new videos coming up you want to mention here to the listeners in Philadelphia at all? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we've got a new series coming up where we try and make our American so subscribers recipes. So we tried to make American meatloaf, would you believe? <laughs> 
Oh, all right, here's what you need to do. You need to have one, at least one cooking segment with Kathy Romano on the well, show. I was, yeah, and, and then make sure you have some sort of medical staff ready. Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am not a chef at all, and I think meatloaf is the most disgusting thing ever. Shut so. up. Uh, I'm sorry. Tongue. I know you it's guys love gross, it. Yes, it's uh, awful. It's we gross. love it. Casey, you don't like meatloaf? Uh, no, no. Uh, not, not a huge fan, but it's also a gross-sounding Word meatloaf. Yeah, meatloaf. It's not yeah, as exotic as spam. Loaf, a loaf of meat. But yeah. Leah, you're not much of a chef either, right? No, I am. Yeah. Oh, you are. Okay. All right. Gosh, yeah. All right. Of course I am. Well, then you probably the you need to uh, to the consult house. with Preston. I'll cook with you. He'll, he yeah. can cook with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, we will be watching you guys. Thanks so much for checking in. We appreciate it, and uh, and sorry for uh, the country. But what a great uh, what a uh, a great run she has. Yes, absolutely. Wow. And, uh, uh, yeah, so the, your perspective was very uh, valuable this morning. Thank you. All right, thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Nice yeah. to speak to you guys. We'll see you guys. Joel and Leah yeah. in Wait, the U.K. I love that she said when Casey asked if she was or not, she said, of course I am. I'm the lady of the house. <laughs> like, meaning you have to be able to, as I sit over here and go, no, I, no, no, <laughs> I nearly no. killed someone with French toast. Mm-hmm. By the way, so uh, reading up on uh, yesterday a little bit about, obviously they were they were very well prepared yes. for uh, the passing of the queen, um, but uh, they had a phrase uh, that they were going to use to communicate oh. the queen's death that's kind of keep things right. a little bit quiet. Uh, and and it was uh, it, it was officially like you know sent to uh, uh, the prime minister and so on. And the phrase used was "London Bridge is down." Oh, no yeah, kidding. that's apparently like the operation, I guess, or or whatever you want to call it. But London oh. Bridge is down. Uh, and then they had a very specific set of um, things that are going to take place in a certain order. Like I think uh, Charles was officially should have been named uh, king at 10 a.m. their time after the day after the passing. Uh, and then, obviously, he has to have a coronation down the road a bit. It's, uh, it's a 10-day um, rollout, correct? She's going to lie in state at uh, the Palace of uh, Westminster for three days. And her coffin will be open to the public for 23 hours per day. So they actually put her um, her coffin, at least it might still be there now, but at Balmoral in the ballroom so that the staff and people, because that's where she, right. as a princess, um, you know, would have, there would be parties. And, and she loved that place that's yeah. why she she wanted to be there so uh, people in that general area will be able to see her and then the uh, the the train ride um you know will will occur and i assume we're going to see a lot of people coming oh yeah uh, uh, along the track uh you know the track route the train route to uh pay their condolences right and uh there's going to be on, on the day of the funeral there'll be like two minutes of silence across the uk at midday on that day the, the funeral itself will be held at westminster abbey uh procession taking place in london and windsor uh, there'll be a service at the St. George Chapel at Windsor Castle, and the Queen will be buried at the Castle's King George the uh, Sixth Memorial Chapel. Um, and uh, as far as the succession goes, when uh, Charles becomes king, uh, Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, will not become queen. She will be called the Queen Consort, as Kathy had said earlier this morning. As per the uh, Queen herself, uh, her wishes, right? Uh, was, yes, so yeah. she will not share the King's sovereignty or his political and military powers. According to the Royal Family website, the Royal Line of Succession is regulated not only through dissent, but also through parliamentary statute as well. So there are some very specific things that have to happen for you to have to get a name or, or a, uh, <laughs> a title. It's funny when you, you mention that, Preston, and, and, and uh, the people who were remembering encountering the queen over the years and just royals in general 
there's like a, a manual on yeah. protocol about what you do when you bow, when you curtsy, when you, uh, you know, where you stand. And they said the the person who, for the most part, who didn't care that much about it was the queen herself would be like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But everyone, it's like the handlers always made sure that all of that was followed I mean, obviously, she she had her um, her protocols that she herself insisted upon. But um, uh, you know, I, I think there'd be nerve wracking, yeah, <laughs> to, to have an audience. So after Charles, so we had said earlier, William uh, is in line. He is the Duke of Cambridge, and he becomes Duke of Cornwall when Charles becomes king, and then will be invested or formally named as Prince of Wales. So that's what Charles was, was. before, yeah. His mom died. He was known as Prince of Wales, so he uh, so uh, William would become the Prince of Wales. They also say that they have never had a more trained um, recipient of the oh, crown yeah. because yeah. he has spent all his life yeah. learning everything. And now, you know, if you want to talk about a turnkey monarch, that's yeah. Charles. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He, he will step right in and knowing exactly what to do. So. You know, I've never taken a look at the like the pictures, portraits, paintings of all the monarchs in the past and to, just to see what sort of familial likeness they have had. Like, I would love to look a couple hundred years ago. You can find it. Oddly enough, I've 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 done it. I've sort of looked, you know, kind of being interested in all this. I, I, uh, I don't ever detect, <laughs> like, I wouldn't go, oh, that's clearly. Yeah, that's defi- yeah. definitely oh, you got You got the nose. Yeah. I've never, I've never even looked at the whole, at the, at the history of, of England and its, its system. And when these monarchs were actually, in charge right, of things, right. and and uh, you know when it all started with uh, simply a, a a well-to-do person taking care of uh, you know the serfs and all that, and uh, and, and and you know they work for them, and in return we we give you protection and we give you land and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting way how it rolled out over the years and and evolved into something different. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, it's so interesting to see the way the people again to me on that level of that. That paternal figure, that that person who is in, you know, serving the general good of the public the way that she did or was perceived to do. Um, there, there are some sound clips, Preston, and there was sort of a spontaneous thing. There were some people with horns outside of Buckingham Palace. Okay, and um, they they did, uh, and people started singing as well. Uh, they played <laughs> "God Save the Queen." There yeah, was. There you go. No, I- I thought the Dukes of Hazzard. Oh, was, yeah, that probably would have been so, a little yeah. bit better. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Long live the Queen. All right, here we go. This is uh, one of the clips? Yes. All right, here we go. Oh, so these are just citizens yeah, that happen yeah, to have uh, yeah. trumpets? down with horns. Yeah. Aw. Obviously, they stole our song. And, yeah, and, you know, but but in this Damn case, <laughs> I think it's the other way around. Ah, uh, yeah, that's uh, probably Mark correct. Uh, do we have we have her first speech? Yeah, so there's, play a little bit of that. This is um, um, Winston Churchill had called upon Princess Elizabeth at the time, right, 
to, uh, you know, this is during the war, to um, kind of speak comfort to the children. The, the children. Yeah. And um, it's amazing. Here we go. All of us children who are still at home think continually of our friends and relations who have gone overseas, who have traveled thousands of miles to find a wartime home and a kindly welcome in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and the United States of America. My sister is by my side, and we are both going to say goodnight to you. Mm. Come on, Margaret. Good night, children. Good night, and good luck to you all. I tell you what, if you've never seen uh, the movie The King's Speech, oh. it is outstanding. Yeah. And announcements like that were a real, real, really big deal. Uh, it, this one in particular yeah. was huge yeah the, the 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 comfort it gave yes amazing yeah very much so and yeah that that movie is is definitely a masterpiece it's worth seeing um how about uh clip number six up there uh right. casey is this a, a speech yeah, she made too one of the most important speeches i believe back in the 80s okay <laughs> thank you your honor protecting the safety of the queen is a task that's gladly accepted by police squad or no matter how silly the idea of having a queen might be to us, as Americans, we must be gracious and considerate hosts. <laughs> Is that the 90s? That might have been the early 90s. That might have been the early yeah. 90s. Yeah. Uh, that Frank Trebin turn about <laughs> yeah. her in the naked gun, every bit of that. There was, was that great. queen um, of that time, a queen impersonator, yeah. who ended up getting yeah. a ton of work. Oh, yeah. A ton of work. Yeah. Um, 88. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you want a, a snippet of her first speech when she becomes queen, ah. uh, there's a short clip there, Preston. All right, then we're gonna have to take uh, a break. So, 1946. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, uh, that was when promises. Uh, I got it. Probably, here we I go. think this I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and to the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. So, um, listen, there's going to be uh, a lot of features, uh, and you said there was a, a, a like a two-hour... Um, ABC did last night. they had yeah. her ready to go. Yeah, you know, and they do this. 96 years old. Yeah. Absolutely. When you're in radio, they don't have stuff like that. Yeah. But when, you, <laughs> when but, you're a monarch... Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's caught off guard when anyone in radio dies. Right. But, but, uh, um, <laughs> but when you're that, they've, yeah. got, they've got it ready to go. Yep, so there's going to be a lot of tributes. And, and if you haven't seen The Crown yet, wow. Yep. Amazing show. All right, we do need to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. Back to the regular uh, that we have before you. The Back to School A to Z and the Bizarre File are on the way. A little bit later on, we got to talk Eagle season. Yes. Uh, so our buddy Tyrone uh, from The Fanatic is going to be stopping in here in the 9 o'clock hour. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
couple things. I know we got to get right to Bizarre Fox. We're already, like, way late with it. Um, but our friends from uh, Piccadilly Inn are here. Piccadilly. Uh, I just had a little uh, bang-bang shrimp, which was fantastic. Uh, uh, and let's... Uh, ben, I thought it was this. <laughs> <My day>. <laughs> <laughs> Did we miss some coffee today or something? Or... No. I mean, so I, I mean that nicely. You have I'm to not... understand. Uh, okay. I, I put Lily legs over here on our, on our like, a home page. Yeah. And so that begins with the let's, letter L. Let's dance. Okay. So yeah. I also put let's dance up there, and that also begins with the letter L. That, to, to answer why you may, that may confuse you is all we can see is the first letter. Yeah. Of the way these things are labeled, Why? it's stupid Why because it's small. It's so tiny. You you don't never come on this side of the board, Kathy. The 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 sound effect buttons for this particular bank are so small that all you get is one letter. And we, we could put less of them on there and be able to see the whole word, but right. But this 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 page here is. <laughs> it started off as a like a daily page, and I'll just kind of like throw some some sounds in there. Right, and then when we use the sounds more, then it becomes more of a permanent home for these hotkeys. Right, and the problem here is, press. I'm so mad at myself, and maybe I do need to slam another cup of coffee because I purposely made the lily legs <laughs> green so that it would stand out, and then right. I hit the freaking uh, other one that is uh, just regular black <laughs> button. I love though how it stands. how it mm-hmm. starts, and then it just immediately stops, and there's like no. He doesn't say yeah. there's no word. Like I, I need to stop. I there's like no, the there's no words stop. on it. Yeah, and then Steve laughs. That's not like the only time you ever laugh is, is when somebody makes a mistake. <laughs> no, to me, I, I, I just know that I, it's so true. I was just explaining to the ladies from Piccadilly's that uh, like on on uh, on my side, Kathy. So this is a large touchscreen you, button. We can right? see all of you. You can see everything there. now. Everything's touchscreen, but to go page through. Oh, oh the pa- you can't. Yeah. Tiny little buttons down. You need like a five-year-old to come. And I have to use the edge of my thumb. <laughs> it's stupidly designed. The, these the are one. these are our problems. Yeah, no, we're first-world radio problems. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I still a, want one button. I just yeah. like one sound button that I could hit randomly. It Nick should be you. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. one. It should uh, be a yeah cup. Uh, but listen, musicians—they hit a wrong chord or wrong note every now and then. So that's yeah. that's the equivalent. Yeah. All right. Well, Piccadillyan is here, and uh, <laughs> we can give away a gift card—a fifty-dollar gift card. Caller number eighteen two one five two six three WMMR. You can check out pickalily.com and see their full menu of game day favorites that include their award-winning wings, pulled pork, and amazing weekly food and drink special. So let's set you up with that. All right. Now we can do the bizarre part. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by uh, Prime House Steaks. This weekend, 20 ribeyes for $39.99 at Prime House Direct Truckload Sale. And you can uh, set up till 7 p.m. Saturday in Westchester. What? Ben Salem and Boyertown, PrimeHouseDirect.com. It says set up till 7 p.m. Saturday in okay. Westchester, Ben Salem, and Boyertown. It must be me talk. Uh, PrimeHouseDirect.com. All right. Steve, we were just talking about this the other day, and you said that this happens from time to time. A woman has given birth to twins by two fathers yeah. after having sex with both of them on the same day. Oh, God. Medics in Portugal. <laughs> oh, the whole having sex with two different guys in the same day? Great. Must be terrible. <laughs> having sex with one guy every two years is too much. <laughs> that was such pure Kathy. I mean, come on. Really? You guys... 
please. No, just the way. <laughs> if that was your significant other, you'd be having a heart attack. No, but having sex with two women in the same day is a beautiful, wonderful <laughs> thing. God. I can't imagine why. Especially if they're sisters. Sex with oh, two guys. God. In the same day, it's might disgusting. not be awesome for somebody who likes sex. Anyway. It's amazing that that can happen that way, though. Uh, medics in Portugal said this would be the 20th known case of heteroparental super... Glue. No, super <laughs> fecundation. Really? Yeah. Right. Isn't that a Janet Jackson song? <laughs> Some super fecundation. We are Hetero- hetero of, of the super fecundation. fecundation. Heteroparental <laughs> super fecundation. Uh, this can happen in two ways. The first is that if a woman has sex with two different men prior to her ovulation and the sperm are present in the fallopian tubes when the two eggs are released, hmm. it can also happen if a woman has sex with two different men after ovulating and the sperm are then able to fertilize two eggs. Uh, the unnamed woman gave birth to twin boys, uh, Dr. Uh, Tulio Franco. So the, the baby was already named Dr. Tulio Franco? No. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Tulio F- uh, Franco, oh. had who had been treating the woman, said her pregnancy had been smooth. The boys were born healthy and never had health problems. The mother of the twin boys exclaimed uh, that she didn't know that this could happen. Uh, while the two boys are similar, she said doubts had arisen about their paternity. Mm. Uh, because of this, when they were eight months old, she took paternity tests for them with the results being positive for just one child. And it was then that she remembered she had had sex with two men on the same day. Oh, yeah. Uh, she now says <laughs> one of the fathers acts as the dad to both the boys and had back from Floral and Hardy. made this official on record. Uh, she said that he takes care of them both and gives her all the support she needs. The rare medical phenomenon is common in other animals like dogs, cats, and cows well, as well. Who would immediately default to thinking you would that'd be the last thing you would think? Yeah. A pair of boaters off of the British Columbia coast received a shock when their small vessel was nearly capsized by a sea lion fleeing from killer whales. Wow. wow. Ernest and Visa Godek were said that they cut their engine when they spotted a trio of killer whales near their boat while fishing at Petter Bay near Victoria. Uh, the pair said that they soon heard a banging on the bottom of the boat, followed by the appearance of a sea lion at the side of their craft. The sea lion then jumped onto the side of the boat in an apparent attempt to escape the killer whales. Uh, Ernest said it tipped the boat over to the point where we had to hang on to the gunnels. The water started pouring in up into the boat. I was just hoping that we wouldn't totally tip over. Steve, it was like a skiff. Right. It was like a small boat. Dude, hide me. Uh, The boat righted itself, and the sea lion plunged back into the water. A couple said it continued to follow them as they headed back to shore. Photos and video of the encounter were captured by uh, passengers on a nearby watching boat. We we, uh, we were at uh, outside Victoria Island and um, saw uh, uh, killer whales hunting. That's a man. I scared the crap. I oh, jump yeah. onto a skiff. Yeah. Uh, so a manager at a Manassas, Virginia country club apologized on Facebook Tuesday after receiving backlash on a 9-11 special menu. <laughs> We were looking at this. We're like, you've got to be kidding me. They had Pentagon Pie, a Remember Teeny, and the Flight 93 Redirect. Come on. Uh, The menu had been taken down online, but not before. Some people captured the menu and posted it to a private community Facebook group. George White, a manager at the clubhouse at Aqua Harbor, issued an apology on Facebook saying, I apologize 
For those I offended by the 9-11 Seafood Sunday post. He had a takeout lunch for kids called Holocaustables. Uh, he's, he said, my intention was to bring uh, attention to that horrific day 21 years ago. Come on. He said, to honor those who lost so much as well as those who gave everything that day, we will have a new theme tomorrow. Is it possible you could be that detached? Well, there was a D.C. gym, Vita Fitness, recently took some heat after it decided to honor Juneteenth with a special cocktail, including a watermelon henny lemonade. Oh, my God. It was deemed inappropriate and insensitive by the director of operations at the time. I don't know what's more troubling, if it's done maliciously or if it's done because they're completely... Completely ignorant. Yeah, it. exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, and then we'll do one more story, and let's end with this one. After visiting a budget clinic for a cosmetic tattoo, a Thai woman was horrified after seeing that the tattoo artist had drawn two dark eyebrows above her natural oh. brows, <laughs> so she had four <laughs> eyebrows. Kathy, you've got to see it. Uh, for an upcoming <laughs> trip with friends, uh, Neopapran Miking visited a budget clinic with friends' recommendation to receive the eyebrow tattoo. A friend suggested a shop for me, she said. After the procedure, I looked in the mirror and was speechless. Uh, she paid about 40 bucks at the clinic. And when she looked in the mirror after work was finished, she discovered two dark arches inked above her natural eyebrows. Uh, following her complaint, the tattoo artist promised to remove the botched eyebrows. The clinic, however, suddenly closed down the next day, and she was unable to contact the owners. And the 32-year-old said she felt so insecure that she hid away at home for a year until another tattoo artist offered to fix her eyebrows for free. The procedure would take three months, as the old ink must be removed and faded before tattooing the new brows. Wow. Uh, the procedure went smoothly, and she was able to regain her confidence after that. How right. would you... That's awful. It seems incomprehensible well, uh, how? to how? F how is, up. That, yeah. Right? doesn't yep. even make sense. Yep. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. Come back in just a moment. Don't forget our Word of the Week prize. We are giving that away today. So if you've been keeping track of the letters, hang in there. And also don't forget Casey's Big Adventure is yes. rapidly approaching. It's a week from this Monday. Got another phone call from Jackie this morning. Oh, we'll have to hear that. <laughs> We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Hey, uh, tomorrow uh, I get a very cool honor. I'm going to be at the Philadelphia Union game, and I get to bang the drum before the first kick. Wow. So cool. That's pretty cool. I right? wanted to go, and I, I can't. We have uh, family stuff going on, but yeah, that's going to be very exciting. Yeah, So, and the weather looks great tomorrow. So Team's on fire. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Bang on the drum all day. They haven't lost at home all season. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. And I hope to God they don't lose oh my God. because I came in. <laughs> Oh, God. Bang oh, the drum. God. It shouldn't happen, though. I'm a drummer. I right. know what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. You right. know what? They're going to beat the hell out of Wrexham when that finally happens. <laughs> <laughs> if that ever comes together. That'd be so cool. All right. Um, so, listen. What? I'm just. It's okay. It's that, the that, genosphere. That was the genosphere. I just want to say, Preston, uh, we are currently orbiting Uranus. <laughs> but I just wanted to wish you luck with your drum thing this weekend. It sounds exciting. Oh, thank you, Caitlin. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, Sorry, trying to clear some asteroids. <laughs> they get caught in the intakes of our engines. We're done for. <laughs> like a bird strike. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what I was going to say, man, I have a total mess over here. There's yeah. so much stuff. Why don't you just blow it out into space? Yeah. I, I should. Open the airlock. Open the vacuum, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, we're going to do the junk drawer. Uh, but real quick, I do want to mention we have a new Daily Rush video. Uh, the title is uh, Preston Quit Smoking by Drinking a Lot. <laughs> uh, the description says Preston went on a 10-day bender to fight off his urge to smoke. Could he do the same with his porn addiction? Uh, be the first to see the newest Daily Rush by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Uh, sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. Nice. I watched the video. It's it's a good one. So, All right. Um, junk drawer. Let's clean it out. I have a few things to share with you. I lost my, uh... I lost my yellow clip. For this. It's right there to your, your left elbow. Boom. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. It's right next to the drawer. Let me go ahead and dig in here. All right. Here's one. No, there. Okay. I got it. Uh, so, Merriam-Webster has added 370 new words and terms to its pages. Uh, they noted that when many people use a word in the same way over a long enough period of time, that word becomes eligible for inclusion. That's how words get changed. The meaning will get changed. Yes, exactly. And so, they've uh, they've added phrases, too. But um, there are several new slang terms as well, including yeet. Oh, this is from uh, Kanye? I don't know. I've, I've never used yeet in my life. No, you haven't? No. <laughs> Do you use yeet? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, used to express Kathy's surprise. all about Kanye. Surprise, uh-huh. approval, or excited enthusiasm, or a verb meaning to throw. Yeah, I thought, um, the I saw the footage of that, uh, that guy getting kicked by the bull. Yes. I thought he got yeeted. I don't know if that's the proper term. Okay. Uh, uh, well, so, I, got so there's no Kanye c- connection whatsoever. No. Huh. Uh, you you're, you may be thinking of Y-E, yay, yeah, yeah. which is yay, actually pronounced yay. Uh, so, uh, Casey, it says surprise, approval, or excited enthusiasm. Or getting kicked or, by a bull. Or getting kicked by, I'm sorry, I left that part out. I didn't see that. That was next. So, yeah, you are correct. All right. Well, but uh, Urban Dictionary, is the, their uh, definition is closer to Casey's. Okay, what does it say? It says to discard an item at a high velocity. Booyah. Alex, while throwing... <laughs> Booyah. Or getting kicked Booyah. by a bull. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, th- a verb to throw. Yeah. So it could be. It could be. Yeah, that. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, janky is another word. That's uh, what you say if you're part of the Scooby Doo team. <laughs> no, that's janky. <laughs> oh, uh, very poor quality. Yeah. So they use that in video work a lot. They call the uh, like special effects can be janky. They don't yep. look quite right. Uh, sus is another word. I like sus. S U S. Divine. In what way do you use sus? Like Casey? suspect. Oh, okay, that's, that's yep. very sus. I sus, sus oh. something out. Uh, yeah, is, sus is it short for suspicious or suspect. I've now reached the age where my friend's kids are saying this. Like, I didn't know what that meant, but oh, I do yeah. remember my friend's daughter saying that. And I'm like, I don't, what is she do saying? You, do you say things like, <laughs> shut up with your new words? No. <laughs> All right, here's the cute I'm old. I go to, I go to, I care about succulents. Uh, here's a cute one, adorkable. Um, okay, uh, yeah. I like yeah. that. Uh, socially awkward or quirky, but endearing. Right. I like it. You are so yeah. adorable. I've never heard it before, but Neither I do like I. it. I like it. Uh, baller. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, means excellent or exciting while suggestive of a lavish lifestyle. He's so a total baller. Predicated on like Being a basketball star. star. Yeah, 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 I would think so. Uh, cringe. That was already a word. Well, no, they've changed it, though. It used to be, you would say cringe-worthy, but yeah. now something's, that's so cringe. Okay. So you, you just use it in its um, non-traditional in its way. shorter form. Okay. Right. So embarrassing or awkward as to cause one to cringe. Right. Uh, and MacGyver has become a word. 
Hmm. Like a verb? Uh, yes. Yeah, to MacGyver that. Yeah. I get that. Yes. Okay. Repair something with what's conveniently I've on said hand. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As well as abbreviation. So there uh, a is F, no, no, uh, F-W-I-W. F-W-I-W. For what it's worth. Yep. And I-C-Y-M-I. In case you missed it. Yep. That's another one they've entered that in. Uh, There's pandemic-related terms uh, that include subvariant, booster dose, emergency use authorization, false negative, and false positive. Other additions that you likely heard in the last year include supply chain, metaverse, atmospheric river, free dive. Huh. I've heard of free dive being yeah. outside of the pandemic. Forever, yeah. Space, Stop it. Space Force, Side Hustle, and... I'm a member of the Space Force, by the way. And uh, Shrinkflation. Just joined last Tuesday. As well. Uh, new words reflect a theme of economic uncertainty and post-pandemic... At first, I thought it was cringe. Post-pandemic anxieties uh, showing the influence that gaming has had on our culture. The dictionary also adds level up. Yeah. Uh, laggy. Level yeah. Up has been part of uh, gaming yeah. nomenclature for a long time. Yeah, but yeah. they've now t- decided to add it. Laggy, de- delayed or slow response. Right. Uh, and uh, an abbreviation, LARP, L-A-R-P. Yeah, yeah. that's um, like cosplay stuff, LARPing. like LARPers. Yeah, yeah, LARPers. Yeah. 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 Like Cindy LARPer. Live action <laughs> role play. <laughs> uh, there's also Greenwash, which I am not familiar with. Not um, heard of that. What would you guys think that is? Greenwash? Yeah. Is it like um, using like uh, environmental uh, safe stuff to oh. wash your your things? Almost. Okay. It seems oh. close. Uh, to make something appear more to be environmentally friendly than it actually is. Ah. Uh. All right. And then uh, the last <laughs> one I'm going to mention is altcoin. Uh, which is a cryptocurrency, seen as an alternative for a more established version. An actual ceremony for these things? They should. There should be. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't Chance know. Put on are. a tuxedo. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were thinking more like a like Gregorian monk walking. <laughs> oh, like a yeah. ceremony, yeah, 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 like yeah. a the candles, like and, a magical night. Uh, oh, yeah, like an event tonight from the Kodak Pavilion. Merriam-Webster presents new words and phrases 2022. I think you just gave him an idea. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And now Joyce DeWitt. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got in the junk drawer. Those are new words going into Webster's Dictionary. All right. Uh, snow days. That's a day that has snow. That's correct. Oh, yes. And you a, get let off of school. Of. New York City public school students will no longer be getting them. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Uh, and uh, is it the culprit that I assume it would be? A remote learning? Yep. Not! Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so the Department of Education Chancellor, David Banks, said earlier this week that students will be expected to attend school via virtual learning on days that would otherwise be canceled as snow days. What a nightmare. But... Does that mean they get out of school earlier yes. now? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Does I, it? I don't. Yes, yeah. it does because there's no snow days. They don't have to extend their. No. Oh, I thought you meant during the actual day itself. Like, mm-hmm. will, will school wrap up if you're remote learning? Will school wrap up much Maybe. earlier? Maybe. Yeah, you never know. Like, I mean, well, you won't have to. You won't have to do the travel time back home or going there. So, and what you know, you know there's something time. magical, though, about getting that snow day off and going out and playing in the snow. Yeah. yeah, well, and now you have to learn. Whatever. They're, we don't have to do it. Screw them. They're yeah. good to go. Yeah. They're still Suckers. Gonna, yeah. They're still going to be able to get out and play. They just have to No, wait. they won't. No. Well, that's the thing. It might be like that asynchronous learning where they here's your work for the day. If they get it done by 10 o'clock, now you've got the whole rest of the day. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm just saying it might be that. 
Um, if it's where you're logging on from 9 to 3 or whatever your school hours are, then maybe not. They, you know what? I remember a time where they actually did have a the potential to do this during um, uh, the uh, lockdown or the, the COVID situation. And uh, they opted to not even do remote learning and basically give the kids. It ha- I clearly remember it happened basically. Ah. In the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And then they moved to remote right. learning. Uh, I don't mind this, though. I, I wouldn't mind if, if our school district did this. Yeah. I like when the kids don't have to go all the way into June, almost to July for school. And then have to make things up for yeah. the days suck. as well. You know, mm-hmm. that Because sometimes the snow days can last. You can get two, three days in yeah. a row. And it kind of uh, bogs things down a little bit. Uh, by the way, but uh, listen to what the this uh, Department of Education chancellor said. If a snow day comes around, we want to make sure that our kids continue to learn. So, sorry, kids, no more snow days, but it's going to be good for you. Yeah, everyone loves to hear that. It's like liver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eat your liver. It's good for you. Uh, all right, let's go. I think I saw a sports thing in the junk drawer here. No, yeah. That's our specialty. Uh, well, we're going to have uh, Tyrone in a little bit. I found it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, come on. There There it is. Um, uh, From the Fanatic to talk about uh, the Eagles. And we could probably talk a little bit about um, the stuff that I bring up here, too. But um, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, their competition committee is set to adopt rule changes today that are intended to shorten games and increase offense. And will go into effect next season. That was Nick uh, scoffing. They they try this every year. And what is it? It's just well, any any attempt to shorten, you know, players and pitchers dicking around on the mound for too long, and you know, conferences on the mound and all. Nick, that. what's the average length of a of a, of a... They have a clock, the, yeah. A, a, yeah. a countdown clock, and and like it's supposed to be thirty seconds, and then inevitably every time at twenty nine seconds, the, the average the duration of a game two and a half, three hours, about I mean, three no, hours. Yeah, yeah. So, and how much? Wait, all right. So, how much dicking around time do they get? Uh, they're supposed to get thirty seconds of dicking around time. <laughs> but by the way, so most sporting events last about roughly three hours. A hockey game with all the breaks yeah, is roughly kinetic, three hours. Right? And yeah, they are kinetic, and a football game will run you about three hours, right? Yeah. I think uh, yeah. NBA is probably the shortest, right? Because their games are only 40, 48 I minutes. I don't know, man. Sometimes I've been in the last two minutes of a basketball yeah. game and sat there yes. for an hour right. uh-huh. but waiting remember, for that to end. I remember leaving uh, a Sixers game last year, and it was like only 9.15 or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of feels early. Yeah. All right, so anyhow, here's what they're doing. Uh, so they're going to try this... Um, it says they will uh, will go into effect next season. A pitch clock, limits on defensive shifts, and limits on how many times a pitcher can step off the rubber. Ah. So a pitch clock will count down 15 seconds with no runners on base and 20 seconds with runners. The shift limit will require four players to be in front of the outfield grass when a pitch is thrown. I don't like this one, I don't James. like that. That's the one I hate. Yeah. Like, all the other stuff, I'm totally fine. Run it by me again if you wouldn't mind. So, Steve, if uh, somebody like Ryan Howard, when he was in his prime, right, uh. when he would come up as a left-handed batter and... Uh, Opposing managers would line up their defense so that um, the shortstop, the second baseman, and the first baseman were all to the right side of second right. base. The third baseman would stay uh, on the left side of third base because inevitably Ryan's going to hit it in that She's direction. In that direction, most of the time, right? Yeah. So um, uh, now the change is that the shortstop will have to stay on the left oh, side of second really? base, and uh, what, per what Preston was saying, I believe the uh, all infielders were going to have to keep their at least one foot on the dirt. They can't be too deep in the outfield. Why not just... Th- that's like saying don't play the game. Exactly. That's exactly. That's what I'm thinking. But you know, they're, they're, they're trying to make the game more exciting by having more hits well, and runs. you know what's exciting? When I saw a guy uh, bunt a double, right? So you want to do a shift? Fine. Have the guy bunt down the third baseline and, and you know... 
eliminate the shift. You know what's also exciting when guys run out on the field? You know, I know I know Major League Baseball hates it, but I think it's entertaining. Yeah. They should encourage that more. <laughs> Um, by the way, Nick, that video you showed me the other day of uh, the pickoff. Oh yeah, uh, Sosa. That's one of the. That is one of the most exciting ones yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. What was this time? Uh, so uh, runner at first tries to steal second. It was it was an attempt to steal, right? Yeah. It was a pickoff, and then, and then so um, JT Realmuto threw it down. Go over watch uh, watch his uh, monitor, Steve. Watch this. So uh, watch oh. this. Catches it. Oh wait, no. That's no, that's not, not it. That's a standard pickoff. Well, J- JT's got a JT's got a gun anyway. Uh, here we go, Steve. He's got a gun! <laughs> yeah. yeah. He jumps up in the air, tags him while he's in the air. This is pretty amazing. Wow. Look at that. Through his legs. Wow. Wasn't that cool? That's cool. That's one of the best ones I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I like exciting moments like that. Do more of that. Yeah. In fact, that's the only way you can tag someone out. In fact, you have to do a backflip. Your feet have to be off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Case, would you do that? You think you'd do that? Uh, no, 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 no. I, but I was a catcher um, growing up, and I was actually pretty good at picking people off at second base. Oh. Yeah, I get from You got to have a cannon. Knees, yeah. All right, and then uh, there will also be a limit during each plate appearance of two pickoff attempts or step off the rubber by pitchers. So you can only do that twice. Okay. Which, uh, that, uh, does now, get, that gets kind of old. Yeah. yeah, but. If they keep doing that. But if you try it twice. Then the dude, he can, knows, he, he knows and, yeah. and he can, you know, steal base, basically, second base or third base without that's even. That's true. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a dumb rule. I, uh, I'm not, so far I'm not crazy about these. All right, what do, you, what do you think about this? The size of the bases will increase. Oh, really? To 18-inch square from 15-inch to reduce injuries and to increase <laughs> stolen bases. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I I'm okay. So in in like are they gonna uh, have folding chairs on each of the bases? In little league uh, baseball, a lot of times what they'll have is uh, on the first base side, they'll have a uh, like a second base uh, that's right next to the base that's in foul territory. So it sort of eliminates you know people running into each other uh, and okay. you know. Uh, so I was thinking, okay, if if it's on like first base, so when people are running down first base line, you don't have any any collisions or something like that. But hmm. uh, no, I think that's dumb. Okay. Uh, they really should listen to me and and every other inning, every <laughs> even inning, you uh, you switch the base paths. So every second, fourth, oh, sixth, and eighth inning, yeah, you, you run third, second, first. That is not at all dumb. No. Right. No. Uh, listen, it, I think it <laughs> actually, even the playing field. No, it, it Why does the left-handed... Oh, go ahead, Preston. I, actually, that's not... It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I have, I have a better, idea. if I may. Yeah. The pitcher pitches from home, and the batter's on the pitcher's mound. No, think about it. think about what he's saying. I am uh, because it, let's say it it could it could foster you know somebody to make a stupid mistake from time to time, which would be pretty awesome. It also like for people like my son, who is a, a left-handed thrower, it it makes because because of him being uh, blessed or cursed with the left arm, he can only play certain um, positions. Are we totally discounting blindfolding the batter? I think you are. Okay. I think that's probably a bad idea. I don't think that's a crazy idea. Katie. Blindfolding the batter? No. <laughs> oh. the running the bases oh. the other way? <laughs> I, I think it would be a pretty seamless way to do it. You wouldn't have to change anything up at all. Uh, everything would re- re- remain as is. Just that. That's what you'd have to do. What if in football they didn't run 
the full length they ran laterally. How about in uh, in auto racing in NASCAR? Every time you go into a pit stop, you drive the other way. <laughs> I like that. Even though some of the cars would be going one way, well, and a few of them would be going the other way, depending on when you pit. You right. say you're a good driver. How about it. that? Yeah. yeah. Well, you could do that with a caution flag. Every time there's a caution flag, all right, we're going to switch directions. <laughs> Right? That way everybody has to slow everybody, down. Okay, yeah. then that's maybe that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And when they get into the pit, pit stop, they have to shave their pits. There you go. Okay, shave your pit. <laughs> but what if you shave them ahead of time? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, oh, there's always a way around these <laughs> things. Uh, by the way, Cheater. another baseball story. We don't have to go back into the drawer. Because oh, it was sure? right here next to the baseball. Right where it should be. Uh, the Ty Cobb T- T206 is the holy grail for collectors. Yeah, it's a killer as, robot for the nope, future. it's a card. It's a oh. baseball card. It's worth millions. Uh, and about 50 of them reportedly exist. But there's another piece of memorabilia that recently hit the block from Ty Cobb. His dentures. His wow. actual false teeth. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, SCP Auctions currently has Cobb's chompers top and bottom on the block, along with the original plaster denture holder and brass opening device. Uh, after his death in 1961, the teeth were preserved. Ty's biographer, Al Stump, held the teeth for years before unloading them at Sotheby's in, ni- in, in 1999. Wow. To the current uh, owner, who held the dentures for over 22 years. So if you want that, I you know what, man? False teeth. To me, outside of someone's mouth, Gross. just disgusting. <laughs> I can't like, like on, uh, on America's Funny Home Videos when the grandparents. Oh, uh, my teeth fought. Oh, it makes me want to puke. Yeah. When my aunt would stay over when we were younger, I remember going into the guest bathroom and there is a cup with some water, I guess, and her teeth would be in it. Uh, dude, my my mother-in-law. Uh-huh. Oh, is it a full set? Jesus, God Almighty, no. But the kitchen sink. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. In a clear glass right yeah. next to them. Sure. There's like Same. a fruit bowl right next to that. Yeah. Don't get that anywhere near food that I might even think about eating. In your own to home. To me? In my own home. Where, where my, my children, children play, play with, with their, their toys. toys. <laughs> Listen, Wait, why you, do they have to go in water? What is that? What's the list? Well, you keep them. It's, it's keep a them disinfectant. And and there's and usually like a, like a... Right? Where is it, well, like I would imagine the, the material can probably dry out. Also, too. but there's, they usually have like a denture solution that yeah. it cleans it. So cleans that's them. what it's yeah, saying, guessing. probably. I had that's like keeping your uh, that's like keeping one of your nuts in a <laughs> glass <laughs> up on the, right? the sink. I had to tell Rochelle, I'm like, okay, no, stop this. I put up with yeah. a lot. Yeah. I'm not putting up with this. I don't mind the dildo. Yeah. <laughs> no, you put it, listen, when you're a guest in somebody's house, you don't put it, I don't care how close you are yeah. to the guest. I don't care that the guest house. is your daughter. You put it ne- on your nightstand next to your bed where, uh, right, and, it's and not a public thing. If it's your own house, fine, put yeah. it wherever the freak you want. My friend Jen, we talked about dentures before, and she texted me that she used to put her grandmother's dentures in. <laughs> like it was just, when she was a kid. I'm literally gagging a little bit thinking about it. It makes you that. purse your face. Yeah. <sighs> when I was a lifeguard at this um, this apartment complex, there was a lady, uh, older lady named Ray, and uh, she would come and visit me and bring me popsicles and stuff like that. And she had yeah. dishes. And yeah, so, shuck on this. Yeah. <laughs> She was a nice lady. Yeah. Um, I like to watch you suck. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to hurt Preston. <laughs> Say that again, please. Hey, I like to watch you suck. You're my favorite. Well, speaking of which. 
when she was young. I like you too, Ray. Uh, when I met her, she was elderly, but when she was younger, probably even in her like 40s or 50s, right. her husband made her get all of her teeth pulled. Oh, for that? Uh, well, I'm sure that that wasn't a bad thing, but it, I think it was so he didn't have to worry about dental I think bills you're anymore. You're just making assumptions. No, I'm not. No, no, no. Really? It was yeah because then you didn't have to go to the dentist anymore. Yeah. And I'm, just, I'm sorry. Explain this again, please. She, she when she was her husband made the, her have all of her teeth. Pulled. How old was she? In well, her 40s, you said. Probably 40s, 50s. So she hadn't had, like, actual huh. teeth for a couple of decades at this point. Why she would anybody just, agree to do why that? Why would you do that? That sounds abusive. And it was, it was to save money on the dental bill? Mm-hmm. Or to get a gum job? Chop your feet off. I'm tired well, of paying for shoes. Yeah. Primary benefits, no dental bills. Secondary benefits, gum jobs. I don't know. I, well, listen, she didn't talk about the gum jobs. I just assumed that, but... Uh... Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That's just the assumption, right? All right. Who think? Why would we think that that would be any better anyway? You know what, what I mean? Gum job? Yeah. Um, I have heard about... <laughs> hey, put your popsicle in your mouth. Oh, my God. Slow. It was in a movie with some sort of a hooker. I can't remember. Uh, don't even refresh my memory. What was that Disney movie with the <laughs> yeah, Pinocchio? Yeah. It was. Oh, was it? Was it Breaking Bad? Wendy, the the prostitute. Mm, oh my God, the the meth head. Mm, maybe. Well, listen. There are mentions... plenty of people that have dentures. Let's hear from the... their significant other oh, and yeah. see God. if it is actually something. Bill can't believe he's looking. At, he can't believe that you just. Pose that trouble. question to uh, our listen, listeners. Can we? Because then we can put an end to this. Or are gum jobs better? Two one five two six three WMMR. Call right now. Seventy five for one hundred fifty for the How much for a gum job? Uh, here's here's a clip we have from. Uh, we need to find out. Wait, is this Doctor Phil? Let me see what this. He's agreed to hold her dentures <laughs> while she gives you the midnight special. Yeah, yeah that's right. Somebody, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, it's remember Doctor Phil. I think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Somebody texted in. I've never heard this phrase before. Kensington Gummers. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Kenzo Gummers? Oh, Kenzo yeah. Gummers. Oh, that's that's a good band name. That's a great band. I got to write that down. We, ladies and gentlemen, we are the Kenzo Gummers. <laughs> oh, Yes Man, Casey? The movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey? Is that it? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I... All right. As a guy who can only say yes, right? That was the, the conceit of that movie? Yes. Right. Well, would you say yes to that? Uh, no, man. Probably not. I, I would totally kill my acting role in that movie. Hey, I'm going to go to Wendy real quick. She's not calling in about the, oh, the gun right. job okay. thing, about something else. Hey, Wendy, good morning. Hi. Hey, what's up, Wendy? Hey, um, I was just going to say, I used to be a waitress, and so many times older people would leave their dentures wrapped up on the table. <sighs> and they would have to go searching through the bus tubs or trash to find their dentures. Oh, my well, God. Lenny Dykstra. Oh, yeah. Lenny Remember Dykstra that? had yes, to do a dumpster right. dive. You're right. Uh, I, some inordinately expensive set of dentures. Uh, and uh, it took him like, some some dude helped him for like three hours. Yeah, we, we would definitely give them, like, we would find them and give them back to them. And they would be very happy. <laughs> God almighty. Oh, thank you, Wendy. They it's can't be cheap, but they can't be cheap. If... They're, so, They're real expensive. Yeah. yeah. But all the prices are coming down, like, for, for like, dental implants and all of those other apparatus. <laughs> Gum chase? Okay. okay. We're getting yeah. calls. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I like the second one. It says had, had plenty of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> let, me go to, let me go to a different color oh first. I'm going to go to Steve. Hey, Steve, good morning. Good morning. All right, okay. Steve. 
Yeah, gum jobs are much better. Dude, okay. are we saying gum jobs or gum drops? Gum jobs. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. All right, how oh, did this happen to you? I, I don't know. It was like some, some, some one girl had her teeth out, you know. I guess she was, you know, had bad teeth and had them left. And, like, other girls, are like, dragged her teeth sometimes. And that right. kind of hurts. Yeah, so but the pressure, I guess the pressure with the, the uh, thumbs. Yeah, you, 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 we, we don't need to do the full set of exhales. Bill's going to have a stroke. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Bill, Bill's going to have a stroke. He just he ran down the office. I think he went to go dump, probably. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so, no, what I wanted to say, not how do they do it, how did you come upon someone? Oh, God, I can't yeah, believe I just said that. How did, hang on a second, Steve. Hang on, hang on. How did you encounter someone? Uh, because, listen, they did such a good job, and I was like, you know. No, that's no, no, not no, no, what no, no. I'm asking. You're, you're, you're you playing know? with dynamite. Who is, who is the toothless person? Yes, yes. Okay, see you later. You don't, he doesn't get what I'm saying. No. What I'm saying is, did he know someone who had their teeth extracted? Did he go to a prostitute that didn't have teeth? I just wanted oh. to know how you encounter someone and enter into He's a situation gonna specifically where they would you, take your yeah. teeth out and do this. Well, let's go to Dan, because he's had plenty of them, he says. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Dan? Uh, not much. All right, so how do you, how do you, do you encounter it. someone without teeth? Uh, it's my baby's mother, actually. All right, your oh, baby right. mama. Okay. Yeah. And, all right, and do you prefer it that way with uh, son's teeth? Okay. See, I knew it. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah, dropping out thumbs yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, Kat. Keep it clean. It's all my fault. I, I, I think Bill, <laughs> I, I have to defend Bill now. Yeah. Bill has been right all along. Yeah. It's Ben Kathy. <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. Uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, want to no, go there. I'm no, talking about... But Barzini's no. just a pimp. Yeah. Oh we were just talking about baseball, and Kathy's yeah. like, let's talk about... Whoever comes to you soliciting gum jobs, that's the one that's turned against you. Mm-hmm. How did we get to the Godfather? <laughs> I thought that was the Godfather. It was. You're right. Okay. I don't know how we got okay. it. All right, we're enough calls. Okay. Uh, uh, Jim says uh, we want to learn about anal now. Jim, says, <laughs> Jim says, and I quote, "Gum job ain't really that good." Okay. <laughs> good, we'll take that. <laughs> We've just conducted a scientific study. We have somebody on the line that sounds normal that says, <laughs> uh, "Oh come on, just try it." <laughs> Who is this person? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Bill's really going to have legs to stand on. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, the phone lines are lighting up. So we got an answer, right, guys? Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about corn oh, uh, yeah. for a moment. Holy. Uh, a young man named Tariq. <laughs> I love Tariq. Uh, and do we have the audio? I, I sent it over to Marissa. I don't know if she was able to send it over to um, us. But did so somebody last, book him? Last Saturday, he became South Dakota's official corn ambassador. Oh. This kid is... <laughs> Adorable and uh, had a viral video a few months ago, and then it's just uh, they, gained steam recently. They've done this a couple of times with him, right? Uh, well, no, this is new for him. Oh, all right. So uh, he had said, apparently, uh, uh, and I quote, I mean, just look at this thing. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's corn. So his profession of love for his favorite vegetable earned him the nickname <laughs> the Corn Kid Aww. after an interview that he did, and it racked up millions of views, and it was made into a song. The same people who did... Like the you know double rainbow and sure and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love. and last Saturday he was dubbed South Dakota's official corn ambassador. Uh, he's adorable by Governor Christy Noam, who declared September third official corn ambassador Tariq Day. 
Uh, Casey, you looking for it? Yeah, I think it's on its way over. Okay. And um, that corn looks good, by the, the way. The governor said, whereas South Dakota is one of the top corn producers in the nation, providing nourishment across the globe, but especially to Tariq, a seven-year-old boy who recently discovered that corn was real, it is fitting and proper as governor to make special note of, outs- of an outstanding young man. By the way, you can't eat corn without your dentures in. Yeah. That all ties At least together. on the cob. Yeah. All right. Uh, and Thai cob. That's how we oh got started, God. too. It's with the teeth. Crazy. Right. The corn ambassador and his family traveled from New York to attend an honorary ceremony at the state's Corn Palace, which is in Mitchell, South Dakota, by the way. Uh, as part of naming uh, Tariq a South Dakota corn ambassador, uh, they said we wanted Tariq and his family to experience a combination of South Dakota's two largest industries, tourism and agriculture. So they had the family come out. That's perfect. Yeah, you know on. what, though? Oh, this is probably sacrilege, but I am not the biggest corn on the cob fan. Ooh. Dude, yeah, I, I am just, I love and I adore popcorn. It's one of my favorite things uh, in summer. When the stands start selling, yes. yeah, I farm fresh corn. You guys are all fans. We Kathy? stop and get oh, yeah. it all. Corn the on the cob. Yeah. No, I've told you guys this before. I I don't. I can't remember the last time I've had it. It gets uh, stuck in my teeth. Yeah, you love gum jobs. <laughs> stop. No, it gets stuck in my teeth. That's the main reason. Same reason I don't eat popcorn. It's so yummy, Marissa. Uh, this kid is like. There's studies on him because his mom did such a good job after he became, after he became a viral sensation. Uh, they reached out to the recess people and the slow mo people, and he's been doing like uh, Chipotle commercials. Who, who were the recess and slow slow mo people? The recess people are the people who interviewed him. They interview kids on the streets. Okay, and that's the people who got the audio. And then the uh, what's the the Shmo yo yo Shmo Lolo? Yeah, those people. Yeah, they, they're the they <laughs> did Shmo Lolo. Literally trying to record the song <laughs> and talk to you guys at the same time. <laughs> Too much I'm talking without audio right I'll, now. I'll help Marissa. <laughs> right. The original video was by this uh, Instagram account called Recess Therapy, and okay. like, like Marissa said, they go and they chat with kids. And sometimes it's a home run, and sometimes it's a grand slam. And this kid was it was just a great immediate video in the interview and then the Shmo Yo Yo guys came along and they made a song uh, with the re- from the recess therapy okay. um, video and and so I think Marissa's grabbing that audio for right, I think run, this though. is the yeah. original uh, interview that we okay. have a clip of here we go for me I really like corn what do you like about corn ever since I was told that corn is real it <laughs> tasted good did you think corn wasn't real but when I tried it with butter everything changed <laughs> No, not everyone has to like it to be the best. Yeah. Everyone just has He's to right. try it. Have a bite. No. Have a bite. He's so adorable. Mm-hmm. Corn. Corn. I, I, First thing with flavor. adorable. When you were a kid, did you have like a vegetable or, or, or something in the produce that you just adored? That- corn. Was it corn? Yeah, okay. All right. Absolutely. Uh, mine was mine was strawberries. Oh my, my mom God. used a to fruit. make such yeah. a big deal over strawberries that it she um, made us view it as like a dessert, like it was a treat for it us. Sort to of get is strawberries. Yeah. So I I come from a, a line of family in the south, so my my tastes are a little bit different. But I loved okra. Okra was yeah. one of my favorites. You guys probably rarely have okra. Yeah, but, I don't very rarely. Okra, I loved. And I mean, what does it look like? I don't even know what it looks like. Um, it's kind of um. Like it's, a star? It's like a, like a like imagine a small carrot only green. Oh, uh, I do it, like it those. It goes to a point. Um, but it's got seeds inside of it, edible seeds, and uh, yeah, you find it in gumbo and things like that. But I love uh, pickled okra. Always had. That was when I was a kid. I ate that all the time. I I, I actually did love spinach as a kid. <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. Oh my god. I well, know. Oh, I know. That's I the thing it. the kids are supposed to despise. I loved. Yeah. 
Uh, so Tariq couldn't believe his eyes when he saw the palace made of corn. He said it's a dream come true. Wow. Uh, Tariq said uh, an ear of corn should cost a dollar. And though everyone doesn't have to love it, everyone should certainly give corn a taste, especially with butter. He said, if you or anyone loves corn, if you come to me, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> I'm tra- you know, and I've said this before, but if you, you know, I, I don't always have to butter my corn. But if you do butter your corn, the best way to do it is you take a, uh, you, like a piece of bread. You cut it into fours. You put a pat of butter on the, the corner of the bread. And you, you slather that all over the butter, all, all over right. the corn. And then you have melted butter on bread. And you get to eat that as well. And then you have, you know, uh, butter on your corn. That is the best way. Or you can buy a butter bot, which we have. Or yeah, butter boy. I, and I see your butter Those bot. Good. And, then your and butter I raise you 10. <laughs> and I raise you uh, a slice of bread. But you get to have bread with it if you do it your um, way. Yeah, I'll, I'll. I will. The butter bun is pretty cool. I, I I love putting butter, salt, and pepper, and stuff like that. But sometimes just all by itself, yeah. it's naturally sweet and yummy. Mm. Did you ever eat it? Uh, just uh, take the the husk off and eat it raw. No, Ooh, you can do that. Mm. You can. I know you can. I mean, I have tasted kernels before. Yeah. Mostly uh, lieutenants. Yeah. <laughs> but mainly, I stay with the lower ranks. Every now and then. How'd you like that, young fella? Should I have my teeth removed? Would the general like that? Uh, that's uh, a colonel-level Hummer. Shut up. When you look into a man's eyes, you're giving him all pleasure. <laughs> and by God, you'll know how to eat corn. <laughs> What about Mexican street corn? <laughs> uh, I love it. It's Mexican street corn is my favorite way to eat any corn. Right. Which is what now, Nick? Mexican street corn is just like some, some flavoring on top of the corn. And it's usually Does it have served, cheese on it, too? There's a little bit of cheese. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, what's the, how do you say, a cotilla, Preston? Is that what it is? The, the type of cheese? Yeah. Yeah. You can use that, too. Um, you know what we need to do is get that corn hub truck out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh they're, they're, we're right. working that. Yeah. We got the song ready. Okay, yeah. good. Here we go. Yeah. The Corn Kids song. For me, song. I really like corn. <laughs> what do you corn? like corn? It's getting that uh we do need to take a break it's adorable uh so we got to wrap up the junk drawer oh yeah oh yeah, shoot. So you know outro music please if you will thank you <laughs> oh hang on <laughs> there you go buddy there it is thank you we have to wrap up the segment uh but listen i know all this talk about corn uh we got some stuff from our friends at it's pick a lily uh, in they have got their chicken 
Uh, honestly, excellent food. Yep. So if you got a game coming up, a game party uh, for the Eagles, whatever, uh, let's get your chicken wing fix. They got it at Route 206 of the Piccadilly Inn in Chamon, New Chamon. Jersey. So we'll take caller number Chamon. 16 at 215-263-WMMR. While you're there, stop by the souvenir shop. Check out their all-new shirts, hats, and gear. So call us 16, $50 gift card for the Piccadilly. And we'll be back in just a moment. Our buddy Tyrone is going to be joining us to talk about the birds. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Give it up for Kathy Gumjob Romano. <laughs> So, the birds open up their season this weekend. Yeah. Exciting stuff as we dive back into the season. And we would like to welcome our friend from 97.5, the fanatic, the best show ever, Tyrone Johnson is here. Thank you. How you doing, man? Thank you. No, I mean, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing well. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Football season. Finally. Coming in early. We dragged your ass out of bed to get here. Yeah. Our yes, and then I got the first thing I hear about was something I didn't expect to hear about. I learned a lot about Kathy. I, I, you know, I was thought, what the heck's going on here, Kathy? What is going on here? A lot, a lot on this, on this Friday. Is, uh, uh, is football your number one? No. Is basketball your number one? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I'm excited. Okay. Football's like the religion here. Yeah. It, it beats church. Yeah. It, it, it truly is yeah. in this in this city. And, uh, obviously, we've talked about this many times before. But when it come, push comes to shove, it's football. Yeah, right? yeah. always, yeah. always. Yeah, yeah. Think about if your church yeah. you're dominant for thousands of years, and now in the nineties, the NFL comes along and starts kicking your butt. It's got to hurt your feelings. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah people are more excited about uh, football being played in uh, in England because yeah. it's football starting at nine thirty in the morning. Right. It's, than by they the way, about anything. Yeah. I was just reading a, an article uh, popped up of one of the business trades talking about football, football, American football in Europe, in England is increasing exponentially yeah. and it's wild i mean when we went over there a while ago to you know to see the the eagles play uh this a couple of years ago obviously before covid and it was already starting and uh it was know. neat to see all like because you would be in the stadium and you would see you know some brit wearing like like we're in an eagles jags game right? right but like every single nfl team was represented in that stadium and it's yeah. like oh so this guy's wearing a carolina well why are you a carolina panthers fan I don't know. I decided to, you know, and it's kind of like, why am I a Man U fan? Well, yeah. I don't know. My friend is from Manchester, and so that I adopted her. I don't know anything about the, yep. you know, the sport, and, and it, it was neat to see that. And it's it's growing there. Mexico, Germany, like the NFL is doing a good job marketing across yeah, the, the sure. world. Yeah. For sure. It's crazy. So, how are things? So, okay, you, you're you in the know. You're, you've got your finger on the proverbial pulse. How are things looking? Uh, the Eagles are really good. Yeah. The Eagles are really good. I say that confidently. They're really, really good. Last year, we didn't know. They ended up making the playoffs last year. But it was a lot of, uh, i I tell you what. If this team got to play the same schedule as last year, they win 14 games out of uh-huh. 17. That's how a lot of things had to go right for right. the Eagles to make the playoffs. And you saw what happened once they eventually got there. They're now 31 nothing in the playoff game before they fall. This year, they're good for real. Like, they're good on offense. They're good on defense. They're good on the offensive line, defensive line. They're good. Every, they're a really good team. Really, there's one question mark. Well, two. two. Yeah. The safety position and quarterback. Oh, okay. And three. <laughs> Gannon. Oh, well, Gannon, I don't know if he can coach at all. Like, there's a decent chance. So, so this is the one thing. It, it, it's all positive except I'm not 100% sure. 
that any of you guys would be worse than Gannon at defensive quarterback. <laughs> wow. Now, he also could be awesome, yeah. but based on last year, yeah. any of you may be equal to him. Here's hmm. the deal, and I, and I don't know if you've had the opportunity to talk to any of the players off the record, mm-hmm. but from what I understood, the couple of players I talked to, Gannon is the man. They love him. They love him, and but I've also heard that he probably would be a better head coach than he would be a defensive coordinator because as a D coordinator, you actually have to coach. As a head coach, you have to manage, and I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, but if he's not a good coordinator, he should not get more interviews. He was terrible last year, and he got head coaching interviews yeah. just because of his reputation. <laughs> right. If only. If only we could be that lucky. None of you guys would be here. You'd be president. Because right, right, yeah. like he, uh, he was really bad last year, but... He has a lot of good players. That's the important part. The Eagles are good. They are, and and so when they when they pick up the, their their last piece, uh, safety front or or cornerback, but he's going to play safety for yeah. the uh, Gardner from uh, the Saints. That was the that was the big question mark, right? So on paper, we look great. And I was down the hall a little bit earlier. I saw uh, one of the the morning producers. He was wearing a Vince Young jersey, and I <sighs> and it just makes me think of that time in Eagles history, the quote unquote dream team, and so. I have been duped many, many times by a pa- by a, a paper team. That's right? yeah. it. Sort of makes me. Uh, and that's listen uh, on a, on a micro level. Preston playing golf, right? For, you know, it, as wonderful as it is, mm-hmm. it turns on a dime. Yeah. you go from the best round. Oh, yeah, and and everything should lead to greatness. So. You know, <laughs> but it's September. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's yeah. September 9th, and and here right. we are. Tyrone predicting 14 wins. No. 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 He's no, 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 no. I'm a 10. 10? Okay. I'm a 10. Right. But, again, if they... Oh, if they had the same schedule. La, la, if, if last year's team had this schedule, they'd have won five. Okay. They All weren't right. that good last year. All right. They really weren't. It was just, just happenstance they got them where they got yes. to. Yes. All right. So, consistently, though, they have they can bring everything this, this year that they would need to really succeed. Yes. They're, they're legitimately good. And as far as the dream team thing, I, that we've heard that. But it's almost like you, you got a lot of married people in this room, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have a relationship, you can't assume your next relationship's going to be bad because your last relationship was bad. You got to let go of that old dream team stuff, Casey. Boy, let that go. Yeah. Is it, is it hard? Forward. What about you? Can, you? can you be a half-class full kind of guy? I, I, it's not so much. I, I like what I see. I, okay. like, I like what I see on paper. Now, they did nothing in the preseason, and that's a whole different thing. The fans have been really robbed by this preseason, and that's something that troubles me in general. Like, right now, as far as fans go, you got to see the stars for eight plays. Mm-hmm. Let me ask oh. you, we, had, we uh, pertaining to this, we had a conversation, um, it was, maybe it was yesterday, about um, putting a dome, putting a cover over the link. Oh, man, yeah. we, and, we and, took and, some and, heat for and, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, we, got, we got assassinated <laughs> on Twitter for even uh, suggesting crossing that. Crossing Broad wrote an Crossing wise. Broad went, out, yeah, went <laughs> after us, and man, did people hate Why? that take. Well, for the exact reason you said that they would press, and it's like it's it's not uh, it takes away from the the pureness of football, and it's not a manly sport anymore. And there there are a million reasons to maintain the the sanctity of the game. Uh, you know, you would never have a snowball. All of those types of things, Man. and we got we got <laughs> what are you destroying? Get out of here with that! You know what I'm getting tired of, just in general in this city, the, the fake tough guy thing. Uh-huh. It's not a manly sport. You're afraid of your wife if you don't do the dishes. <laughs> yet you're going to act like you're Bruce Willis and Die Hard. All 
one of the funny because I'm over football or something. If you don't cut that out, like that, that just miss me with how tough you are. Well, um, I, I can live. What I do think is, truth be told, all baseball stadiums should be domes at this point, retractable. Because why do we have rain delays? Yeah, right? we yeah. know rain's gonna come. We yeah. have this thing called a roof. Yeah. For example, when it rains, do we have a rain delay at our homes? Yeah. No. So put a roof on it. Football, I actually would. I could go either way, but I don't think it matters. I don't think the Rams who played a dome, who won the Super Bowl, got their bus kicked last night, but yeah, they won yeah. the Super Bowl. I don't think they weren't tough enough. Yeah. So that, that's the perception. I understand. And we talked about this yesterday. And I can, I can see both ways. One thing I do say, though, is, and I don't know statistically, and maybe you know, I would assume players are more likely to get really significantly injured mm-hmm. in inclement weather, right? If it's, if it's you have a, you have a, 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 a dinged up field and it's, it's it's a weird thing. Defensive players do yeah. because offensive players know where they're going. Yeah, yeah, the defensive yeah. players have to react to the offensive player in the bad yeah. weather, right? And that's what jams it up. It, it, in a blizzard game, those are fun to watch, like in theory, right? Yeah. But it's not football. It's like, oh yeah, look, Shady McCoy, he had a great game uh, in, a, in a snow game. They had no choice. But what, right, you had to run the ball every down, and it was mm-hmm. fun because it's like it doesn't happen all the time, and the right. players like playing in snow. But as far as quality. Hot, wretched game. Wretched. It was <laughs> wretched. And so, and I was at the Bills Eagles game in Buffalo a couple of years ago, yeah. and the weather was terrible. It was windy, rainy, and it was like sideways rain. And the, you know, listen, yeah, they have to change their game plan, right? They yeah. they couldn't throw the ball the way they wanted to because the wind. They, they field goals. They couldn't kick field goals. That, like they're going for it on fourth down or yeah. whatever. Sure, man. You know, m- maybe like poetically, there's something great about that, but like. As the guy who was standing there in a full-on rain suit, and I'm like, no, this is kind of miserable. And when I bought my tickets and booked my trip months before that, it was not going to be that. And, you know, you have to adjust as a fan. How many stadiums are are domed? How many stadiums are covered? Oh, gosh. You got Uh, Minnesota, Atlanta, Houston, Indianapolis, LA, uh, LA, Phoenix, Vegas. So it's not like it's it's you know there's you can there's some data to be accrued and, and see how how it bet. Listen, I was at, I was in Phoenix's uh, stadium last year. I went to the uh, Texans Cardinals game. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> it was great. And guess what? When it's not a thousand degrees, they go and they turn, and they they take the roof off and you're playing under the sun. Yes. Of oh, Dallas. Yeah. Like, yeah. Me, I, I just find it um it's weird. Why people would want to die on that hill? Yeah. The, the how about your your fans? Yeah. seventy thousand people are more comfortable, and you get a high higher quality of game. Oh my goodness! How? That, oh, oh, that's terrible! Like it's very that's what odd. confuses yeah. me. Yeah, mm-hmm. this what confuses me. Is Maybe that, bizarrely, their mind goes to arena football. You know what I mean? Well, possibly, and, possibly. And they're like, oh, it's going to shrink the game or whatever. I think it's tough. They've never been like uh, like you're saying and like Ty's saying. Like I, I, that's what I think is. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. you know, Ronnie Lott. I'm going to cut my finger off in the halftime and come right. out. Fierce and care. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Ronnie Lott. By the way, dumbest football player ever. It's not working. You got the top of your finger cut off. Go to the hospital. Yeah. What are you doing? Let's finish the game. Why? Yeah. Why? Like, why are you finishing that game? Don't you have kids and right, stuff? Right. You want to pick them up? Your finger's dangling. What are you doing, buddy? That doesn't make you tough. It makes you dumb. Come on, Ronnie. Uh, Ronald. Ronald. Can I call you Ronald? Yeah. What's up with this point? Yeah. Was it really worth it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so if he's the dumbest football player ever, who's the smartest? Or who's the guy that you've maybe gotten along with the best? Oh, get along with? Well, a lot of the guys are good. Hassan Reddick, um, he, 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 
he has a significant other who's connected to Pensalkin, where I went, Pensalkin High. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I hung out with him the most of the current guy. Great guy overall. And I remember asking him last season. He was on his bye week, so he was at Pensalkin High. I was there. When he was there, we were at a game for a homecoming for the high school. Right. And he's connected there. And I, I was talking to him, and I asked him just completely hypothetically at the time, would you want to, would you want to come home, hypothetically? He goes, I'd love to come home. Other players like Kyle Lowry, for example, didn't want to come back to Philadelphia. He said he would, but I think what makes him so humble and so good is that he was a late bloomer. Mm. Not having a lot of scholarship offers, mm-hmm. ends up at Temple, then goes up to a first-round pick. It wasn't um, – he was never really told how great he was. And there, and he also doesn't have a bunch of people from middle school who were hanging on him and then high school hanging on him and trying to follow him around that he has to avoid. Right. kind of come back and that's be normal. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why he's uh, such a good guy and also why I think he was so comfortable coming back. Can I hope that Michael Bridges will do the same thing? <laughs> well, he he would come, but he just signed a new deal. Uh, that's not going to happen uh, for a long time. No. I would love it. Yeah. Well, it's not going to happen. Damn it. Yeah. All right, so the uh, outside of football, uh, everything, uh, everything else. What uh, give us the whole pack? Give us the whole Tyrone take on everything. Well, uh, all the way around. Well, the Phillies are going to make the playoffs. Now, what are they going to do when they get there? I don't know. Okay, I, I got nothing for you. But they're going to make it. They're going to make the <laughs> right. postseason. They're going to break the longest drought in the National League. And unfortunately, though, they'll have to play games on the road. So the goal now is: can they get a home playoff game? Which means they will win the first round. And then game three in the second in the division round would actually be back at Citizens Bank Park. That is now the goal uh, right now is can they get one home game in the playoffs? Right. Because it's set up to where they can make it and not get one. They're, they're not uh, in all likelihood going to win the World Series, but they are a playoff team. And what's intriguing to me about it, the, the Phils is uh, two things. Uh, there are three great teams in the National League, the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Braves. And the Braves have been so great lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think that the Phils can get past either of those games or any of those teams. Um, But the starting pitching for the Phils, if if and when Wheeler comes back, which should be soon, uh, and they get uh, Sir Anthony back soon as well. Yes, he could be back very soon. He he pitched yesterday. They can win a few games in the playoffs. It's it's interesting how the baseball playoffs line up because the Braves weren't a great team going into the playoffs last year and they won the World Series. Right. What do you think about the, these? We just talked about these modifications to the game. Uh, that uh, they're they're uh, have they are they going through with them? Or are they considering yeah, next, next season? Next, next season. season. Yep, it, it, what do you think in general? The consensus here is that a lot of them are pretty unnecessary. Um, I think they're actually badly needed because what baseball has forgotten is it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, and right. some of the things they're doing are strategically great. Yeah. But is it fun? Like, listen to you guys, especially Kathy this morning. (laughs) (laughs) The point of this sports are obviously is to win and all that. It's supposed to be an entertainment product. And some of the things that baseball has done, it makes it to where it's not entertaining. And we have to acknowledge our society. Like TikTok, I know people like, oh, I like TikTok. Yeah. Well, things go quick there. Yeah. Kids Mm -hmm. want things to go quick. Oh, baseball yeah. does not go quick. That's true. So if it's not going to go quick, now how about let the ball, when it's hard, hit hard, actually make it to the outfield and be a hit yeah. versus a hard hit ball to somebody that's another out because I think that makes kids tune out. So I think it's uh, it's important. And, and, and those little things I think will make a big difference to make people actually want to enter, be entertained while okay. the game. Yeah, I, I guess I can see that. All right, so what do you think is a more likely scenario? The Flyers win the Stanley Cup this year mm-hmm. or... The Phillies win the Stanley Cup this year. <laughs> <laughs> the Phillies? Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, 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 the Flyers is going to be tough. Um, the coach even admitted yesterday. Now, some of this might be motivation. He says there's issues in the room. He hasn't named the captain. Right. They start camp next week. Yeah. They start camp next week. No idea who the captain's going to be. And in that sport, that matters. Yeah. And what he's saying is, and I guess it's also an indictment of the previous captain, 
Yeah, there, there it is. Yeah, he's got major concerns about the the room and what goes on in that room. That also is indictment of Claude Drew. I know as a fan favorite, actually, he was polarizing. There was no way that he left that room where he didn't teach them how to conduct themselves. And that's important for a captain. So I think he feels like he's looking around. There's no leaders. Huh. And in addition to not being good, you also are not don't have good habits. Yeah. That's just not. They'll be better than they were last year. Right. Like it was it was painful to watch them. I don't think it'll always be painful to watch, but they're not winning the Stanley Cup. No way. Unfortunately. And, and there you have a game that moves that's always moving. Yep. And yet, you know, after a while, even your most loyal fan base will start to say, come on. Uh, before they hired Tortorella, they had the lowest in their history, the lowest uh, renewal for season tickets mm-hmm. in, in franchise history. I remember when the, the Giroux's last game, and we were uh, yeah, we were there. We were there, and 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 uh, the couple of people, like the 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 um, you know the the Ironmark people and the other people, were like, hasn't been this crowded, like you know, in a while. They were like stunned yeah. at yeah. how many people turned out for that because it had been really sparse. However, going into the season, uh, really low expectations. So if they do anything, uh, you're poli- uh, pleasantly surprised. <laughs> they will be better than they were last. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. All right, and let's touch on the Philadelphia Union, too, because they've been playing really, really yeah. well. They're, no, they're the best team in the city. Yeah. Um, as good as, uh, again, Eagles good, Sixers good, Philly's playoff team, Union best in the city. Yeah. Union, in fact, it's getting to the point now where, and I don't want to put extra pressure on guys, but they're, they're big boys. Um, they kind of need to get, they probably should, they, they, first of all, they could have won it last year. They had that crazy COVID scare. Right. Where they had their third string oh, goal right. to play. Yeah. They lost 12 players right before the game. Wow. And still had a 1-0 lead in the second half of the conference finals. I remember. Before, it was, well, I was, yeah, it was right, game. 12. They had 12, right. 12 guys I out. forgot that. They got up 1-0, and then quickly, like within 30 seconds, huh. it was tied. And everyone in the, in the stadium knew. Like, we let yeah. down, like, that was the chance. They, yeah. they, they were, they should they should at least get there to have an opportunity to win the whole thing. They're that good. At this point, it's been building. They're the best-run franchise in the city. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say this to everybody out there. If you don't like soccer, fine. I'm not going to tell you to watch something you don't like. But if you have not given it a chance, you are robbing yourself of a really good time if you don't give the Union a shot. Press is going to be there. I'll on be there Saturday, Saturday and banging the drum oh, to, awesome. to get it started. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah. it should be cool. You, that'll get people going, too. Yeah. See, see, good luck, Charm. <laughs> add, it on, add it on to the fact that they're really good. He, he was worried though. What if they don't? And yeah. they, they look good. Then I'll be nah, the I'll you, be the curse. No, nah, don't worry about that. No, nah, not their machine. These guys are just rolling along. Uh, nothing, that's great. nothing affects them. They're the best team in the city, kind of by a wide margin. If only they could just make it to where someone there could go eat food yeah. after a game. <laughs> have, a, have a restaurant yeah. around. The, oh yes. How about one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's speaking of uh, best teams in the city. How's your team doing? You and uh, Ricky Bo and Hunter and Jan and all that. Yeah, best show ever. You know, two to six on ninety-seven five. The fanatic at NBC Sports Philadelphia. Um, I will say this: I'm, I'm surrounded by really great people. Everything good about the show has nothing to do with me. Everything bad with the show is me. <laughs> <laughs> so really, when you're just going to work in that way, it's I'm very just modest. To, yeah, I'm just trying not to mess it up. No, no I got. No, I'm working with great people. So really, it's just like, all right, that segment wasn't good. You're damn good yourself, yeah, sir. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, not so far. But they're awesome. Ricky Bowe's awesome. Hunter's awesome for people that didn't know him. Uh, if you Jay's can, doing a great job. get a few cocktails in, Ricky. Yeah, the tough part is uh, we don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ricky likes to have a good time. We've had him on the show. Are you, we have, uh, we have audio. Yeah. This is him saying decision lit up. This is decision. <laughs> that was after they won the World Series or the NLCS, maybe? I was NLCS. Yeah. I love yeah. when Ricky gets angry it, it, because oh, yeah. it, it's so entertaining when he gets pissed that if the Phils have a bad night or whatever. It's yeah. just, it makes for great great radio, great TV. I actually thought that was uh, that was for after the series because was, he was talking about uh, Game B. 
He said, or game A, because he said, at what point, if you're Major League Baseball, when do you make this decision to, right, this to postpone decision. the game? Okay. So I think it was right after the series, and he came in and <laughs> he, celebrating he was celebrating <laughs> that yeah. night. Try to say decision. He used to come on all the time. He did. He was here a lot. Yep. He pitched against Casey. Yeah, Casey batted against him. Yeah, right. I did. There's a lot of pressure on him. We told him if he gives up three runs at a charity game, he's not allowed to come to work. You know what, dog? That's the gift and the curse. Like, yeah. hey, who cares if I strike out? You, you're yeah. a pitcher, you play, you're an all star, and you let some Johnny, uh, you know, Johnny Six Pack take you deep. Yeah. Hey, stay home. Right. Stay home. It's right. true. I love it. All right, Tyrone, thanks for coming in, man. No, we appreciate so the rundown on everything. Yeah. And you can catch Tyrone and the gang on our sister station, 97.5 The Fanatic, 2 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Tyrone, Johnny. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. we got more of the back to school A to Z, my friends. Stay with us. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. If you want to know what's going on at MMR this week, select our featured section to show up in your app feed. Stay on top of what Jackson, Brent, and Jackie Bam Bam are up to and select their show pages. Plus, you can make sure you're ready to win in the next MMR contest or see our latest concert photos. Look for Marissa's App Hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. Bizarre file time. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, we're going to start off with uh, this story. Man in China drifted 320 kilometers away for two days by accident after he lost control of his hydrogen balloon while harvesting pine nuts. <laughs> I've heard this story a thousand times. Actually, it's a thing, and it's happened before. So what is the process again? How do they do this? I don't know. They, yeah. use, they use a hydrogen balloon, and this is to harvest pine nuts. I've not seen what their rigs look like or anything, but a team of more than 500 people, including a local company, uh, firefighters, police, and professional rescuers was mobilized to carry out the rescue operation. The man whose name is Hu uh, and his partner were collecting pine nuts in the field on Sunday in a forest park. So to the... They lost control of the balloon and it set sail. So clearly they're using it to raise them up along the side of the tree, right? Yeah, I don't know what... Uh, it, it says they were in a field, so... Uh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's how it works. We're yeah. looking at a picture of this right now. So they're on a little platform... That's uh yeah that's a tethered balloon and I guess that's uh, easier than hmm. taking like it, uh, uh, ladders and, and, and keep moving, moving them. them yeah so while his partner jumped off to safety Mr Who drifted away in the hydrogen balloon researchers were only able to contact the man by cell phone that morning after he flew away and instructed him to slowly deflate the balloon to begin the descent but the man continued to float for another day before reaching the ground about 320 kilometers away from where he was to the northeast in the uh, Fengzhen region, which is near the border with Russia. Oof. Now, he said... Who's I, on the platform? That's what I want to know. Who's said, on the platform? He said, I almost gave up, according to Mr. Who. He said, a day-long, uh, two-day-long extraordinary aerial journey. He said, thanks to rescuers, otherwise I wouldn't be alive. In a video purportedly shot from the balloon, Mr. Who can be heard saying it's quite high up and I can't see anything. Wow. He said he battled cold, hunger, and fear of danger for his life. 
uh, if, uh, before escaping largely unharmed, suffering some minor injuries around his waist and pain in his lower back, possibly from standing the entire time that he was in the air because it was a really small platform. Uh, the practice of Chinese farmers using hydrogen or helium balloons to harvest pine nuts has become common as demand has seen the ingredient being used in uh, dishes served in the country's northeast. Uh, there have been I love occasional, pine nuts, by the way. There mm. have been occasional reports in recent years of pickers being swept away across small distances, but this was a long one. <sighs> I'd freak out, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, the man uh, accused of risking a catastrophe by tampering with railroad equipment in northern Berks County didn't act alone. Investigators identified Amy Shaner as the woman who helped Ryan Boria. Both worked at uh, Wendy's Restaurant. Uh, an officer, Frank Cataldi, said while they were driving through here, she dropped him off. He exited the vehicle. He placed a shunt on the track. He got back in the car with her, and they proceeded to Wendy's. Police said they arrested Ryan on charges of causing a, and or risking a catastrophe, criminal mischief, and reckless endangerment. Uh, and he said they discussed putting a shunt on the tracks on their way to work. The question is why. And they told police that they wanted their shift at Wendy's to go slow. What the hell does that mean? During the interview, they told us that their intentions were that if the gates could malfunction and they could somehow block traffic, then that would prevent oh. people from getting to Wendy's and they could have a slow night at work. Oh, wow. That's Police insane. had placed a makeshift device on the tracks that messed with the signal sensors, which meant the gates wouldn't have gone down when a train approached the crossing. So someone could have gotten killed. killed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the officer said... Well, that also would have slowed things down. Their dispatch center would not have determined that the signal was being disrupted. A crash could have absolutely occurred. Do they could face... The FBI are getting involved, yeah. and the railroad police, they could get 20 years in jail for something like that. You can't... They don't deserve to stuff. wear the Wendy's uniform. Yeah, you t- they'd strip them Take of it publicly. Uh, this is messed up. A mother on death row suffered a fatal heart attack from watching the people executed before her. But the Iranian woman who was condemned to be hanged for murder was still hung from a noose even though she had already died. Well, they bought the rope and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> see, I see your argument. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. We got like everybody the, showed up. Yeah. We, we got all people the stuff. People sitters. At the bagel <laughs> tray. Yeah. <laughs> Took the night off. Uh, Zahara Ismali was handed the harsh sentence after shooting her husband, reportedly a senior Ministry of Intelligence official, dead in 2017. She and her two children were reportedly subjected to cruelty by him with the slaying a response to his apparent abuse. So she was an abuse victim. Uh, her kids who... Claimed- There's a justice system for yeah, you. Right? Totally. And, uh, oh, there's more to that, yeah. too, by the way. Her kids, who claimed to have been asleep in their rooms at the time, were arrested as her co-conspirators with her daughter sentenced to five years and her son cleared him lease. Of course, they, they sentenced the woman and they let the guy go. That's the way it works. Uh, her lawyer, Omid Moradi, claimed Zahara had suffered a heart attack in the moments leading up to her hanging. He said she died after witnessing 16 men being executed before her. The guards decided that her death was not enough, so hung her corpse with her husband's mother kicking the stool from beneath her. You uh, want to do this? Trying to cover up the sequence of events, officials published an account denying she had died as a result of a heart well, attack. the answer's always no if you don't ask. Which Marathi claimed had been scribbled on her death certificate. Jeez. 
Uh, the Iranian HR director, Mohammed Amiri Maragadam, explained how the regime uses the idea of execution to instill fear into the general population. Hmm, and he, that works. He said, and this is the effect they're looking for, and it's the same in each case. Obey our rules, or this can happen to you. It's the darndest thing. When we threaten to kill people, they tend to acquiesce. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we'll do one more story. A Belgian resort broke a Guinness World Record when 298 people did cannonballs into its Olympic-sized swimming pool all at the same time. We like that. Uh, Lago Ghent Rosebroken, uh, a leisure chain with facilities around the country, uh, celebrated the 10th anniversary of its flagship location in Ghent by having more than 300 people do cannonballs into the Olympic-sized indoor swimming pool. Guinness World Records said each participant had to follow proper cannonball form, which features the diver, raising their knees up to their chest and keeping their hands clasped around their knees until they hit the water. That is a cannonball. Yep, the attempt was witnessed by two Guinness uh, adjudicators uh, to ensure proper form was followed. And Guinness World Records said that a total 345 people took the simultaneous plunge in the pool, but only 298 of those followed proper cannonball form and were counted for the record. So watching it, it's less impressive than you would think. Yeah, um, you yeah. know, it's still pretty interesting. There's something that I, is making the rounds. Go ahead. Uh, we could do this. Yeah, easily. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we could do this. We could break a world record. We could organize this and make this happen. We could easily. We'd, now, we'd need a pool big enough. That's we, we, yeah. Um, but we could easily have 400 people do that. There are plenty of pools around here that are big enough. We could go to Lake Villanova. Or Preston's uh, pool. Listen, I was just Preston's pool. Say Mondo Falls. <laughs> yeah, Mondo <laughs> Falls would be great. Yep. Uh, we had, um, yesterday, had uh, posted the... The picture of the number negative four degrees and how it looked like so it looks like a guy taking a dump. Right. And somebody had commented saying that the ampersand symbol looks like a guy doing a cannonball. Have you guys seen that one? No. No. Okay. All right. Back to you, Preston. No, I'd have to. I'd have to look at an ampersand. So, I'd, and I know what an ampersand looks like, but uh, it looks like someone doing a cannonball. A little. Yeah. Uh, I have to reach. That's a stretch. Yeah. Come on. Stupid. Yeah, the four definitely looks like somebody pooping. So, <laughs> all right, um, let's take a break. But not before we give away another fifty dollars gift card for the pick a lily. Uh, we'll take caller number nineteen at two one five two six three WMMR. Every pick a Lillian order comes with refreshing, no, reheating instructions. Refreshing instructions. Could you on refresh how to this? It got a little unfresh. Uh, to uh, ensure your food is fresh, hot, and delicious, whether you pick up on game day or schedule ahead of time. So call her 19-215-263-WMMR. That gift card is yours from Piccalillian in Shamong, New Jersey. We'll be back in just a second. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right. Um, today's lesson question. We are giving away a pair of tickets as we, the Preston and Steve Show, Steve Show present Bill Burr, The Slight Return, Friday, September 16th at the Wells Fargo Center. 
and I have to ask this. What was E.T.'s version of the Mockingbird mock, yeah, chant? <laughs> All right, let's see if you remember that. 215-263-WMMR. What was e- the E.T. version of the Mockingbird song, mock, yeah, chant? All right, let's see if you're listening. 215-263-WMMR. And we'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. It's brought to you by... <laughs> it's so funny. This one. <laughs> Prime House Steaks and uh, 20 ribeyes for thirty nine ninety nine at the Prime House Direct Truckload Sales going on this weekend in Westchester, Ben Salem, and Boyertown. <laughs> PrimeHouseDirect.com for details. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Maitland Ward, who once played Rachel on the 90s TV series Boy Meets World, says leaving Hollywood to be a porn actress saved her life. Ward says the transition gave her a new appreciation for the phrase plot holes. Oh, Oh, my God. Hey! (laughs) Rumors circulating that Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen's marriage might be in trouble now that Brady decided to unretire. Bunchen had reportedly already signed the both of them up for scrapbooking classes and pickleball lessons. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't get a refund on those. And finally, singer Ricky Martin is firing back at his nephew who had falsely accused him of sexual harassment with a $20 million lawsuit. Averius Martin says that after he gets done with his nephew in court, anal sodomy, sodomy will seem like a settlement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see if we can find an answer to this. So what was E.T.'s version of the Mockingbird mock? Yeah. Yeah. Chant. All right. 215-263-WMMR. I am going to go to Chris and see if we get the answer. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning. I'm a first-time caller. Oh, welcome, sir. All right. I hope you get this right. What was E.T.'s version of the Mockingbird Mock Yeah chant? That would be Floop and Cling. No. If he would have gotten one of them right, I probably would have given it to him. He's but in the ballpark. Both of them yeah. are wrong. I'm sorry, buddy. Sorry, man. But thanks for calling, Chris. All right, let me go to Mike. I told you you would have to write it down. Hey, Mike, how you doing, bud? Doing all right, yourself? Hi, Good, buddy. Mike. All right, so <laughs> one more time, Casey. Oh, wait. I, all right. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Mike. All right, what was E.T.'s version of the Mockingbird mock? Yeah, chant. Slurp. Blank. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Blank. Hi, Mike. And you got it right, Mike. So sorry for the uh, first caller. But we're going to set you up with Pair of Tickets Preston Steve Presents. Bill Burr, Slight Return, Friday, September 16th at the Wells Fargo Center. And tickets are on sale now via wellsfargocenterphilly.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Uh, let's see. We're, we're, we're going to start with uh, this. Out today is Ozzy Osbourne's latest album, Patient Number 9, which marks Ozzy's 13th solo set, which was once again produced by Andrew Watt. Uh, Patient Number 9 features guest spots by legendary, legendary players uh, such as Tony Iommi, Chad Smith, Jeff Beck, Duff McKagan, Zach Wilde, Mike McCready, Josh Homme, and Robert Truillo. I wonder what the reviews of this are like. It sounds like it's a pretty... The first song's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, Ozzy explained the impetus for heading into the studio again. He said, I've always got to be doing something. I can't sit still, me. I've got attention deficit disorder, so I can't stay in one place too long. i got to keep moving. He said, the Ordinary Man album had uh, come together qu- quite quickly. So I said to Andrew, are we going to do another one? And he said, 
Yeah. yeah. So Clank. He, yeah. He went on to say, I never say, oh, I'm going to do an album about this or that. I just co-write with people. Uh, it's like a relationship when you're making a record. Andrew and I always start off friendly. We fall out. We get back together again. At the end of the day, you get married to it. And then again, if making records was that easy, everyone would be doing it. I uh, talked to Jackie Bam Bam this morning, and he was a little honked off last night at the amount of screen time Ozzy got at the football game last night. He was supposed to be part of the halftime show. And, uh, but he felt it was too little or too much? Yeah, like that. And, I, you know, it was it was kind of on in the background where I was watching, and it it, it didn't seem like they got the full television yeah. exposure it was like 10 seconds yeah they they cut away from it and did analysis which is fine but they did analysis over the ozzy osbourne performance in the background oh really yeah mm-hmm. so i mean ozzy you know if you're gonna do that and have them there nbc probably should have played a little more than 10 seconds yeah i i don't uh, uh i don't think that's very fair so all right anyhow uh oz has got new music out coldplay will broadcast their performance from buenos aires river plate stadium on their Music of the Spheres World Tour at thousands of movie theaters across more than 70 countries on October 28th and 29th. Tickets for the event, which is the first ever live worldwide cinema broadcast of a concert from Latin America, will be available on September 15th at 10 a.m. They've done concerts like this, though. That is a, uh, you know, the uh, to the movie theaters? Yes. But they've never done it from, from Latin America. Yeah, Latin America. Uh, the event will be broadcast live to North America and Latin America on Friday, October 28th, with the rest of the world joining the broadcast on Saturday, October 29th, due to local time zones. Repeat screenings will also be available worldwide. And the full list of screenings will be listed at coldplaycinema.live uh, from Thursday, September 15th on. Jack White has announced that he is releasing a new live album from his ongoing 2022 tour. According to Pitchfork, the album is called Jack White Live, The Supply Chain Issues Tour, and it is available for, available for pre-order starting today through October 31st. will include three LPs, one blue, one black, and one white, and they feature live recordings from White's current tour. And then finally, coming out on November 18th, is Jimi Hendrix Experience Los Angeles Forum, April 26, 1969. Uh, the new archival set will be issued on double LP vinyl and CD, as well as all digital platforms. The original concert featured such openings acts as uh, Chicago Transit Authority. Oh, wow. Which was, of course, renamed Chicago shortly after that. And Cat Mother and the All Night Newsboys, who shared management with Hendrix. Floor seats for that concert, $6.50. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, which would run, and, and if you include the inflation, yeah. that would be about... 50 bucks in dollars today. So, right. yeah, right? Yeah. It's going to, it would still cost you a couple hundred dollars. Absolutely. At least. Yeah. Wow. So, all right. And there you go. That's what I have in music news for you today. We forgot to do something. Yeah. What did we, we do? Forgot, we forgot two, two things, things today. Oh, wow. You know what? I, froggy. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the one. And what's the other? Uh, the, the, we forgot the, uh, the oh, Friday right. song uh, earlier this oh, morning. Oh, and someone was supposed to bring me waffles. We have two Friday songs. I, I think it's because the Queen died. Yeah, I think it's thrown us off. I yeah. think I threw Casey off. Absolutely. Bit. All right, then we have to do this.
And there it is. Froggy yeah. with the Friday song. We love them peeps. And we're sorry we didn't get him in here with Kevin Smith. But yeah, we were going to see him this week, but it didn't come to pass. We'll do it another time. I have one last $50 gift certificate for the Piccadilly Inn to give away to caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. If you're looking for a place to meet your friends for the game, you got to take a trip to the pick. With $3 Miller Lite drafts, crafts, can, craft cans for five, and, of course, the best wings in South Jersey. So, caller 12. We'll set you up. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Shh. Silent. 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 Duff. Catherine evening. Did you like that? Uh, Queensryche on 93.3 WMMR. Back school A to Z. And silent lucidity. 1037 and a Friday morning. We're getting ready to wrap up the program. We got two kids making googly eyes at each other here. <laughs> the other side of the board. What are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> Show I, them your screen. I got. I just got at the exact same time, and I was showing Kathy because it makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. I got at the exact same time a text from my ex-wife and a text from my girlfriend, and then oh. <laughs> then Kathy texted me. So now I have work wife, all, all your wives, <laughs> ex-wife, all your ladies, girlfriend, yeah, all at the same funny. time. Nice. <laughs> Um, well, some of us have that problem, but uh, <laughs> some of us don't. Others just sit back and enjoy the back-to-school A to Z and all the fun that we've had on the program this morning. I would like to thank, uh, first of all, we had uh, Joel and Leah on. Yeah. Uh, our British friends who uh, checked in from across the pond, uh, the passing of the Queen, obviously. But uh, they're kind of our, our London connection. Yeah. And we just wanted to get a taste for some people who are there and have grown up in that environment and, and how they feel. So we had a, we had a nice chat with them. They did a good job. They did I mean, really it's just job. a just on a basic man and woman on the street sort of take on it. And it was really nice to hear their angle. Yeah, and their YouTube channel is called Those Two Brits, I yes. believe, Nick. Yeah, and it's great. And they, they compare British and, and American culture and they try things, kind of fish out of water stuff. They come over here and uh, really nice people. Uh, speaking of nice people, our buddy Tyrone Johnson yeah. uh, from 97.5 The Fanatic came in uh talk a little bit of sports. Tyrone's great and hear him in the afternoon, 97.5 The Fanatic, of course. Um, thank you to the Piccalilli Inn. The uh, lovely ladies in Shamong, New Jersey, dropped off a bunch of great food for us, and we thank them so much. Shamong. And you need to check them out, especially for uh, the game coming up, and uh, you can get some of the best wings you're ever going to have. Oh, and, damn you know, good. Connor was pointing out that the difference between them and a lot of other places is their wings travel really well. They do. so, And that's important if you're going to a party or something yes. along those lines. So we appreciate them coming by today. We appreciate Pierre Robert being in our studio this morning each and Good every day. day. How you doing, ma'am? Excellent. Nice. It is so lovely out. Um, oh, it looks good. That it, it's perfect temperature. It's there's no humidity. Uh, I don't know. It feels like 71, 72 degrees. I could take three hundred more days. I agree. Just like this. I'm with you. Uh, Rochelle and I sat out on our deck last evening as the sun was setting, and it was just 
It was that. It was perfect. I'm like, I just want to stay out here. This is the way I like it. Yeah. It's, it's just lovely. Nice. Uh, the A to Z songs you guys had this morning were amazing, too. And speaking of the Queen, yesterday uh, when I got the news, I left turned out of the A to Z, which I've never done before. Um, <clears throat> uh, but uh, <laughs> I uh, actually did. And uh, I thought, what, what, you know, what could we play and so I went to London Wembley Stadium in 1986. Queen recorded a magnificent double live album there. And so we played Radio Gaga and We Are, uh, We Will Rock You, Friends Will Be Friends, We Are the Champions. And then at the end of every Queen set, they would always run the music to God Save the Queen. Mm. But you hear 80, 90,000 Brits singing along to it as yeah. the band is leaving the stage. And um, then um, both Bill and uh, Eric, our incredible promotion director, Eric Simon, said, why not throw in Her Majesty from the Beatles? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's 45 seconds. Yeah, it's yeah. Shortest song the they've ever of, made, yeah. Yeah, Abbey Road. Oh, so what a great little in. tune. Great um, little tribute. Pearl Jam covered that last night. They did Her Majesty at their show wow. at Toronto. So Eddie Vedder came out and he did just solo Ed, um, but uh, Her Majesty in a nod to the Queen as well, which I thought was a really nice tribute. That is cool. Yeah, that is very let's, cool. Let's play that right now. Do we yeah. have that in our system? I mean, it's 45 uh, seconds longer. No, did you have to pull we, it? We pulled it from the CD, but <laughs> Pancake, if you're listening, you could go find all. all um, but I can ramble on. And, uh, you can? Shockingly, I can. <laughs> um, but I don't know if he's hearing me. There it is. Okay. okay. It's oh, the very excellent. end of a- Abbey Road. And uh, it's so funny because it's just this goofy little yep. ditty almost. Yeah. And then it ends so cold. I, I think it was one of those like partial songs that, that you know, Abbey Road is a lot of that. Right. Uh, you know, and, and I think Paul... Wanted to do a little bit more with it, but that's all he had right. at the time. They're like, "This is a great little thing here. Let's throw it on there." And isn't the, uh, the there was a story that Paul McCartney had talked related recently about writing a uh, an essay contest about the about the Queen or something and winning a contest at school. Okay, and you remember that? that. Do you remember no. we, we played uh-huh. the uh, as an audio clip of him, and uh, okay. he he got to read it in front of the uh, the school. Okay. Wow, very cool. Um. Are you able to? No, he, he, uh, he brought the phone. wrong album in. You can do it on your phone. Oh my god! We can. We have our phones now. We can do it. We can do that. We have now. a new system, and the uh, our new system allows us to use our own personal phones to get on. Right. <laughs> uh, hang on a second okay. here. I think I I might. You got it. That. Um, What's that, Marissa? Uh, we, we have it. Oh, we, oh, we have it. it. Okay. We got it. Yeah, and I, I've always loved this. So <laughs> let's let's play this. Our our little short trivia. Uh-huh. Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but she doesn't have a lot to say. Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but she changes from day to day. I want to tell her that I love her a lot, but I gotta get a belly full of wine. Majesty's a pretty nice girl, someday I'm gonna make a mine, oh yeah, someday I'm gonna make a mine. And now it just cuts. I mean, it cuts that brutally. Uh, You know, some of these, uh, the Beatles have done this amazing job of re-releasing all the legendary albums with deluxe packages and outtakes. And yesterday had Revolution, and I went to the White Album, uh, what are called the Escher Demos. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, the um, band, before they recorded the White Album, went to George Harrison's house and ran through the whole record acoustically. Wow. And it's all on this expanded edition of the White Album. I've not heard that. Yeah, I'll get it for you. Um, And uh, so I played Revolution and Revolution. They're about ready to come out with do the same thing with Revolver. Yeah, that's That's what made me think of it. Because you mentioned that in music news Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday or the day before. And uh, Sgt. Peppers, you're such a Beatles fan. The Sgt. Peppers expanded edition is magnificent. 
magnificent. Even though you know the versions that you know, mm-hmm. you hear these alternate takes, and then you hear them talking to each other in between takes. Why don't we try it like this? And then you hear George like instructing the orchestra, you know, on some of his songs. I, it's yeah. just I assume a you watch on the wall kind of thing. The Jackson Peter Jackson documentary, correct? I started it, I didn't finish. Yeah, it. it's a, it's a yeah. long one. There's a part, Steve, where where Paul gets so mad yeah. and he starts yelling. You ruined it! It was terrible. Ah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Hey, we need to do our learn of the day. Yes. All right, let's do that. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter E as in entertainment. All right, and we'll take call number 8 at 215-263-WMMR. If you know that word of the week, we got you a prize waiting over here. So call number 8, 215-263-WMMR. Get in touch with us now. Obviously, the A to Z continues with you, sir. Yes, sir. I don't think I will get out of the S's, nor may we get out of the S's all day today. I don't know. There's a lot of songs that begin with the letter S. Yeah. I would love it. I don't know if this will happen. I don't think I've ever, in all the history of the A to Z's we've done, and we've done, we started them downtown on Independence Mall under Joe Bonadonna's leadership. The longest one went two and a half weeks, almost three weeks. Wow. Um, but um, I don't think we've ever had one that I've ended. And so if this went long enough, I'm, I I think it should be to Monday. On Monday. Yeah. But I don't know that it will, but we'll see. Well, what letter, have you ever calculated what letter yields the greatest number of song titles? I don't, but I'm thinking it's... S's, T's, or L? R's. Well, T has so many the right. songs. Yeah. yeah. If you right. omit the, though you can't for some song titles or have the in it. Yeah. Well, but th- that's not the way any library would yeah. catalog right. anything. Yeah, yeah. But of course, we're stoned hippies. <laughs> and so we put the songs under T for the. Right, yeah. But I mean, um, you know. The Boys of Summer would be Boys of Summer, comma, the. the yeah. Right. Yes. Anyway. So. Um, Jackie Bam Bam, I heard him last night say that it was the S's that uh, represented the most. All right. right. Somebody texted in and said there's usually a death during the A to Z. Never really noticed that. The Queen. Well, the Queen. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Her Majesty. All right. Uh, let's. I thought they meant like a musical death or something. Oh. Like that, but oh, okay. Well, she know. she had a jug band. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the or find the word of the week, and we're going to go to Andy for that answer. Hi, Andy. Good morning. Hello, Preston. How are you? Awesome, <laughs> Andy. Andy, do you know the word of the week? Can I say? More, more, more. How do you like me? How do you like me? <laughs> oh, my God. Great day in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, all right, Andy, we're going to give you a Pizik round yeah. barbecue fire pit kit from Landis Block. All right, buddy? That is absolutely amazing, and you guys rock. Oh, hey. Thank you, Andy. I love him. Uh, don't forget, Landis Block is uh, you can start imagining your own backyard paradise by looking at the photo gallery online at landisbc.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, Acme, official grocery store of the President Steve Show, and... 
Brought to you by Trinity Rehab. Locations all over and now open in King of Prussia. Trinity-Rehab.com. Uh, next week on the program, we're going to have, uh, joining us, Judy Gold, oh. Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Adam Ferrara, Craig Robinson will be in our studio. Love him. Billy and... Eichner. Billy Eichner? Yeah. Oh, and uh, Luke McFarlane will be in the studio. Nice. And Don McCloskey is going to yeah, be in the finally studio, finally making that happen. Yeah. <laughs> and Pearl Jam tickets to give away. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. Were yeah. I supposed to say that? I heard there, the promo hasn't started yet. Oh. Yeah. All right. So, oh, hey, that's it. That's it. Hey, look over there. What's that? That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great weekend. We'll see you later, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500.